Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to my puppet comedy show. If Jeff Dunham can make millions of dollars, why can't I? <laughs> Only with a thousand percent less racist jokes. Meet my dummy puppet, Snappy. Hey, you're the dummy. Hey, now, Snappy, that's not nice. I don't get paid to be nice. I don't get paid at all. Well, will you just say hello already, Snappy? Hello already, Snappy. Now cut that out. I've had just about enough of your tomfoolery. Suck it. <laughs> will you just introduce the show for us, please? Puppet Master Commentary on this episode of Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer Podcast. 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 What's happening, all you mofos out there? I'm Insane Mike, your puppeteer for Attack of the Killer Podcast, episode 216, the Patreon-requested Puppet Master Commentary episode. This is not like our normal, usual shows. Uh, for our special Patreon-suggested commentary episodes, we what we do is we watch the movie and we talk along with the film, sharing trivia, making jokes, sharing our experiences with the movie, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but what we normally do on this show is that uh, we are a horror movie-themed podcast where a group of friends get together, we pick a topic, we discuss films within that topic, and usually there might be spoilers on a regular episode, but you know what? There's actually going to totally be spoilers on this episode since we're watching the movie all the way to the end, so there you go. This very special episode was requested by our attacker, Andrew Moeller. So thank you, Andrew, for making us watch this movie. Thank you, thank you. It's been a long time since I've watched any of the Puppet Master movies, with the exception of the, the remake one, or the new one, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I've been wanting to rewatch the series, So and it's it's been so long since I've seen part, part one, so this is going to be a blast, so... Now you out there too can make us watch a horror a horror movie of your choosing by going to jointheattackers.com and become an attacker today. There are many different things you can get by becoming an attacker depending on the tier that you choose. You can get bonus episodes um <clears throat> so you can have Attack of the Killer podcast once a week instead of every other every other week like those normal humans. Uh, you can get special videos, get our YouTube series, Insane Mike's One Minute Top Ten list, or killer critiques, plus a whole lot more, including some new perks. Jason, you want to tell them about that? Oh, man, we're, I'm so excited. We get to roll out some new perks. You know why? Because we're crazy, and we are gluttons for punishment, and I don't know why we just keep adding stuff to a Patreon. Maybe it's because we love you guys so much, but um, we got some... This first one we've been wanting to do for a long time, and we just uh, finally getting around to doing it. But um, just for signing up for the $1 tier, you get to have an official attacker certificate and membership card. I know Mike's been um, pushing for this one for a long time. And, and Yeah. Why? Why do you? What makes you? Because I grew up in the age of you may, you you throw money in an envelope, you mail it away to your favorite thing of choice and you become an official member of that fan club 
and you get cool things like a cheesy certificate and membership card. As a matter of fact, I still have my close personal friends of Al um, certificate and membership card to the Weird Al fan club. And I even still have my Dr. all of my Dr. Demento certificates and membership cards as well. But like all the classic TV horror hosts used to do that stuff. And I've, I've seen what those cards look like online stuff. They're just so cool and so fun. You could put them in your wallet and make yourself feel cool. Yeah, totally. That's what they're for. And then we got a couple new, uh, stuff for the, the big tier, the $10 tier. Um, Mikey, I've always wanted to, I know we're all very artistic and stuff, but Mikey, he's been drawing comic books and stuff for since he was a little baby boy, a little baby insane. And, and I, (laughs) I've been wanting to find something for him to do. And it's, and just finally more to do. Yeah. And, uh, so we're going to do this, uh, called Mikey's monsters. And for everyone in that tier, he's going to do a comical drawing of you as a monster. Yeah. Some pen and ink drawing. It's pretty. And he did one um, um, of us four and I'll post that up pretty soon and y'all get to see it. But yeah, it's going to say ass. where are people going to be able to see that at everywhere that you see the stuff you see now, which yeah. is everywhere. Facebook's website, you name it. And then lastly, um, we're going to do this other one in the $10 tier. We're going to do something called the monthly horror hangout show and tell. So something where we can all do a little video hangout chat. Um, I thought maybe we'd all could bring up to three items and show and tell. You know, you got a new toy, you got a new Blu-ray, you, you got something you want to show off, and we can all um, hang out and talk about your cool new thing. And you can do that with the, the podcast crew. So those are some new things coming soon. Stay tuned. And all you got to do is go over to jointheattackers.com to check those and all the other awesome perks out. Yes, that's right. Jointheattackers.com and become an official attacker today. Get all those perks and so much more um, by, again, going to jointheattackers.com. Now it is time for you to meet my collection of puppets, the podcast crew. Bet you didn't know this podcaster is a local hero. He was at the bank the other day when it was being held up by a sock puppet at gunpoint. He saved the day by disarming it. Tad, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) For his nephew's birthday party, he was told to hire a puppeteer. It was hard to hire a puppeteer on short notice, but he managed to to pull some strings. Jason! (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. He was going to put on a sock puppet show for the local children, but he got cold feet. Andrew! Jesus. (laughs) I would would have taken, like, you know, a hand up my ass joke over that one, man. Man. Keeping it clean for the children. Okay. If Hollywood made a movie where Pop... What's that? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) If Hollywood made a movie where Pop figures came to life, ripped themselves out of their packages, and went on a killing spree... It would be his worst nightmare. Not for the killing spree part, for the fact that the pops would no longer be mint in package. Hey, everybody, it's Blake! God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. (laughs) And so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, man. Yeah, what have you been up to? Um, Being safe. Cool, good answer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
<laughs> okay. <clears throat> With that said, this episode is sponsored by the coolest streaming service around, Shudder. Get Shudder now for all your horror needs. Now, in the 80s, you weren't a true horror fan unless you were reading Fangoria magazine. In the 50s through the 70s, it was Famous Monsters of Filmland. That was the horror badge of honor. Nowadays, it's Shudder. All horror, f- all horror for all horror fans. Now, us here at Attack of the Kill Podcast is offering a month for free. You can enter our promo code AOTKP. And you can check out Shutter on us for a whole month. Because we love you. That's amazing. It is. Again, that promo code is AOTKP. Check it out. Do it now. Do it, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> I always hope that he's going to do yeah, that. I know, yeah, I know, yeah. Now it's time to turn it over to Tad for what we watched. What we watched. Well, somehow, Jason claims he doesn't have a very big list. I don't believe him, but I'm going to kick it off with him. Jason, what have you watched? Okay, you're asking for it. So I watched two <laughs> movies in the last two weeks, and they were both Friday night when I watched Joe Bob, his return, Slumber Party Massacre 2. Woo! You know, after watching it, I'm like, Sh- I think this is the first time I've seen it. Uh, really? I know. I thought wow. I'd seen it before, but it must have just been the first one I've seen a bunch, because it's awesome, too. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, Slumber Party Massacre 2. It was great. I don't know about I take that back. I don't know if it was great, but it was it's great. It's great with Joe Bob. It's great with Joe Bob. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like every time I turn on Shutter, it's on the Slashix channel. So I've seen it like <laughs> yep. in parts um, about 12 times this past month because I'm always just flipping through those three channels. But it was nice to see it from beginning to end. My stupid job gets me home like like in the middle of the first movie. So I, I need to go back and watch all the Joe Bob stuff, but man, I love that movie. And you know what? Like, no, I could see you liking this movie, but the, here's the thing. And I thought I was thinking about this too. You know, a lot of horror fans, especially eighties horror fans, right. Would probably are probably f- at least familiar with this movie and the premise of this movie mm-hmm. for just how wacky it is. Right. Mm-hmm. How many, how many horror fans out there, um, even remember part three, anything about part three. I don't, I've seen it a few times. I have the box set. I don't ever remember anything about, about part three. Some preppy killer, part right? two is glued was... into my brain. What's that? Well, there's a lot more personality to like the, the killer in the second one, as opposed to the third one. Cause like in the third one, it's just yeah. like some preppy little fucking little yuppie turd. <laughs> This I is mean, very the, true. And in the, the second one, you got this really outlandish, I don't know, some hybrid. Andrew, uh, yeah, Andrew Elvis, Dice Clay wannabe. Yeah, Elvis, I, Andrew <laughs> Dice Clay with like a, I don't know, this, uh, I don't know any other guitar that was be similar to that. I mean, obviously, other than the fact that it's got a fucking drill bit on the end of it. But uh, yeah, pretty much Andrew Dice Clay, much skinnier. Yeah, I just I want to take a second time. and just call out Andy because apparently he doesn't watch Joe Bob. What the hell, man? Yeah, what's going on, Andy? It's not it's not that I purposely avoid it. It's just like I I never 
got into it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if I watched it more, I would probably be this, this huge, you know, adoring fan like the rest of you guys, but I, I don't know why. That is what would happen. That's why you need to do it. <laughs> do it now. Do it now. <laughs> and then I also said so the, the second feature was Victor Crowley and it was such a blast. Oh, that crew was awesome. All the everyone was there. Everybody and, was there. It was awesome. And just seeing Adam Green being all smiley and blushy and gushy, it was great. But does Felicia Rose ever shut her mouth? I and I don't mean like talking. I mean just her mouth is gaped okay, open well, the whole whole time. I mean, I know she's, she's made a career on that iconic wide mouth open shot at the very end of Sleepaway Camp. I guess I didn't notice in her being a mouth breather, but. I thought she was pretty delightful uh, in spite of all of her things. But, <laughs> yeah, no, she was great. Everybody was great. All of the crew being there was awesome. And Joe Bob doesn't hold back. And that's great. <laughs> nope. He just gives it to him. I think the the coolest, well, um, well, man, that's tough. They were all cool, um, the guests. But uh, Tiffany Shepness has got... She was good. So much of a outgoing personality mm-hmm. that she was. She was a lot of fun to listen to. But uh, but Q, that I mean, yeah. just being such a fanboy of Impractical Jokers, having him there was was really awesome too. He was really funny. It's funny yeah, to sort of see Kane like um, not sort of shy and quiet and subdued compared to what we normally yeah. know him as. Like when he ha- when he's in a room full of people, he wasn't the loudest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, I, I love that Joe Bob just uh, made, uh, he stuck it to Adam as, asking the questions that we all wanted to know, you know, like why that cut, why, yeah, and, you know, getting answers was, it was nice for a change to get answers from the actual people. So, yeah. Yeah. And had that much fun watching that movie since the time we saw it in the theater with Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Like every time I've seen that movie, it's been awesome. So, you know, I don't know if I ever want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, lastly, uh, we're recording this on, uh, Monday's August 17th. But, uh, last night I just, Tina and I just watched the first episode of Lovecraft country on HBO and it was wonderful. Mm. It was awesome. I can't wait to watch more. So it looks awesome. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good, guys. Really good. Which um tier on Patreon do we have to subscribe to to get someone's HBO password? <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll we'll talk with the lawyers and find out what we can do on that. But I mean, you first, you know, you got to subscribe to Shutter everybody go to Shutter. Absolutely. Well, that's what I watched. Big list. All right. Um Andy, what have you watched? Um, I got about two, three, four, seven things that I want to talk about. So I'll, I'll kind of go quick. Um, most recently I watched, uh, framing John DeLorean on Hulu, which is actually, it's the way that it's set up. It's like really weird. It's like, it's almost like a two hour, um, unsolved mysteries segment where it's just like, it's reenacted. It's got actual footage and then reenactments and then, the person, the people doing the reenactments are, you know, giving their own two cents about what they're reenacting. If that makes sense. Um, 
Alec Baldwin plays uh, John DeLorean, and we also get uh, a performance by Dana Ashbrook from uh, Twin Peaks, who plays a FBI agent. Um, interesting documentary about, you know, kind of how, like, the U.S. government kind of, they kind of set him up, but he was he was acquitted anyway, but, and just the story of, you know, the DeLorean, and I figured it's worth watching because it's, the DeLorean is a defining part of my childhood, you know, because we all kind of grew up on Back to the Future, and, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting series of of events that happened. Um, like, for instance, his son, you know, you'd think he'd be like, you know, they'd have like a little bit of money left over. But no, this this kid, he went up from growing growing up on fi- on Fifth Avenue in New York and this giant farm in New Jersey. Now he lives in like a one bedroom uh, apartment with like two dogs and then like, it's got like a little bit of a loft and it's just really grimy and shitty and he swears all the time. It's, but, but this is like a major car. I mean, John DeLorean was responsible for the GTO. I mean, yeah, a lot of people don't know that they just thought, you know, but he was like a major engineer for GM back in the sixties and, uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, me and the wife, we finished uh, What We Do in the Sa- Shadows Season 2. And if you're not watching that show, start watching it because it's freaking hilarious. Um, on every, there's, every character is awesome. You know, uh, you know I'm, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, Colin Robinson. I'm partial to Nandor, you know. Uh, when he says we're just taking a nice human shit together, you know, I mean, this is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, everything is human when they describe things. It's just so damn funny. Um, with the wife, I watched a show called Love on the Spectrum, and it's absolutely uh, it's this is like the furthest thing from horror, but I wanted to mention it because it's actually it's a really it's a really cute show. Um, it's, it has to deal with, um, people who have, uh, either like severe Asperger's or, uh, autism or any kind of, uh, mental, you know, uh, disability. And they're basically, they're, they're set up, they, they want to date and they want to fall in love and they want to, they want to have, you know, emotional connection just like anybody else does. And, uh, it's just, it's so cute to just see them, to see them go out. I mean, some of them don't work out and then, and some of them do, but, uh, yeah, it's a really, it's a really heartwarming show. I mean, if you, if you need some of that, you know, in your life, and I think we all do considering what the, (laughs) what 2020 is, um, Another one I watched an old school slasher called Final Exam from 1981, and it's just a low budget slasher uh, that's set on a college campus during uh, during finals. Uh, not much to really talk about this one. I can just I can say that I've seen it. I don't really care to watch it again. Uh, it's uh, and there's there's no real uh, backstory to why the killer is actually killing. He's just killing because well. He's a killer and he kills. Okay. Um, I watched Dark Tower uh, from 1989 from with Jenny A. Gutter. She was the chick from Logan's Run. Um, it's about a architect that was killed, and this movie is not that good, so don't watch it. And that's all I want to say. <laughs> um, 
I watched um, Public Enemies uh, from 1996, and this one's actually not too bad. It has to deal with uh, the 30s bank robbers uh, from, uh, uh, it was Ma Barker and her, you know, her four sons that were robbing banks, and turns out they they robbed more, they get, they got more money than Clyde Barrow, Pretty Boy Floyd, you know, Machine Gun Kelly, and, and Dillinger all put together, uh, but it has a very early role by James Marsden as one of the sons, you know, before Cyclops, before, you know, any of that. Sonic. Uh, yeah. Um, Eric Roberts, uh, Teresa Russell, uh, Alyssa Milano is in this. Frank Stallone. He didn't do any singing, but he did. But I will spoil this, but he did. He does break Alyssa Milano's neck and chuck her into this algae filled pond, which is just hilarious because he just does it with like, like complete disregard. He's he's not gentle at all. Um, uh, the last one I want to talk about is uh, three fifteen, the moment of truth. Um, it's kind of like um, three o'clock high, only well, obviously it's a fucking quarter after, but uh, <laughs> the it, but it's more it's more gang related. And it's it's about this uh, fight that has to happen, you know, after school. And it actually has a pretty good cast in it as well. Adam Baldwin, um, you know, you remember him as Animal Mother from uh, Full Metal Jacket. And uh, Deborah Foreman, uh, what's that, Valley Girl. And it also has very early performances by Mario Van Peebles and very, very early uh, Gina Gershon. And it's worth it's worth one watch, but. Uh, yeah, those are once that's what I watched. That's what I wanted to talk about. Um, watch, uh, I'd say watch Framing Draw DeLorean. Definitely watch What We Do in the Shadows. Watch Love on the Spectrum and Public Enemies and 315 are worth the watch if you're in the mood. I was sort of hoping 315 was a prequel to the Stone Cold Steve Austin story. 316. Yeah, I just whooped your ass. <laughs> yeah, moment of truth just means I'm gonna whip your ass. Ex- that's what I was yeah. going for. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Blake, what have you watched recently? Um, I watched Trilogy of Terror, and I had never seen that before. Awesome. Um, it was it was watchable. I didn't mind it. I think maybe it was. I don't know if it's one of those movies that you had to watch it like growing up to really enjoy just the feel of it. I mean, I, you know, there's some puppet action at the end, which I'm always a fan of, but uh, I had to take a second glance that that was Karen black in that movie. So I was like the next day I was like, I'm going to watch the house of thousand corpses. (laughs) So I watched that. Um, But um, uh, I watched bright of Chucky. You're in like a doll mood or a doll in puppet mood i don't know yeah i mean and then i watched texas chainsaw massacre like right before this so i was just kind of flipping around and i was like i'm just i don't know like you ever i mean i'm sure everyone goes through those spells where they're just like i'm just gonna i know this movie will be good i'm just gonna watch it so i can kind of do something in the background you know just just something there um but i don't know there's tons of movies that i need to watch and i just i don't know it's hard to push yourself to get involved in something new, just like a new TV show that, you know, people tell you to watch, you are like, Oh, I'll get to it. And then, you know, two years later, but, Oh, absolutely. I don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) I have no motivation. I can't help it. 
<laughs> I get the same way. It's it's uh, it is tougher to watch something new because it can end up sucking. And it's like I just want to watch something comfortable that I know because that's just easier. Yeah, especially when you don't have much time to waste. So you're like, well, do I do this or do I? I don't know. Yeah, just depends. So is that everything you watched recently, or I guess a uh, good sampling? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of. Uh, other than me watching 600 pound life, but that doesn't really I mean that. That's, that's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so is orders. So I've been watching those at work. Oh. So yeah, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. That's the real terror. So Mike, what have you watched recently? Oh man. Um, well, Jason didn't mention it. Um, I assumed he didn't mention it cause it was TV, but then he brought up a TV show anyway. So him and I have been watching season two of umbrella Academy. Oh yeah. Um, and we're taking it slow. We're not marathoning it or anything, you know, maybe one or two episodes a night. So I think we're only on like episode five or something like that. I feel like we should be though. Marathoning right? it. Right. Wouldn't that, you think that would help? It might help. Um, yeah, we've kind of, it's good. It's good. And you're already invested in the characters if you yep. like the first season. So there's, it's got that going for it. I just, I personally had an epiphany with this series of like, these are kids that have been trained all their lives to be superheroes and to save the world and save, you know, humanity day in and day out. Granted, they're very broken characters because they were raised by a major asshole. Um, but all of that is out the window in their adult lives. They are all make extremely selfish personal choices at every turn that will only blow up in not just their faces, but in the faces of the entire world. Well, maybe that's the lesson learned. <laughs> that's I guess, nature, it, right? I guess, but it doesn't make me want to follow these characters much, much longer is the, is my problem. So when we know that the boys season two is around the corner, so that, Oh yeah. You know, and that. renewed for three. Oh, my oh wow. Jensen Ackles from Supernatural will be in the third season, apparently. Oh, shit. I can't wait for people who like watch Supernatural on the CW to turn into the boys and be like, uh, this is not <laughs> this is not what I <laughs> thought. This is not supernatural. Okay, Super so then, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so as far as the movies I watched, um uh Brandy and I we watched Barbarella. Hey. Why? <laughs> awesome classic <laughs> was it movie. free on pluto oh. or tubi right i think it's on was it, was it on, on tubi i don't remember did it have a, with- did it have a riff tracks what is wrong with barbarella <laughs> all y'all come yeah. on you get to see jane fonda's boobs yeah we have the well, internet I- we can do that without watching the movie <laughs> look at it right now i can get a text fun. message from her and you know she could show show me her boobs. I don't want to see them now. I guess you do. Um, Speaking of sock puppets, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what did he do? <laughs> but the aesthetic of Barbarella is awesome, fun, very very cheesy sixties. <laughs> um, I'm moving on. Screw yeah. you guys. Come on. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I also, you know, I, I mentioned it in a bonus episode, but rewatched uh, Night of the Demons, Yay. which was, is always a good time. But again, how it had that revelation of like, as much as I think 
Angela has become the icon of that, that franchise. And as much as I love that character, um, that first movie has a lot more Linnea Quigley demon action than it does Angela demon action. As unbiased as you can be. Yeah. And there might be more Linnea. It is. uh, And you know, and as a Linnea fan, as a huge Linnea fan, um, I'm okay with that, but it's interesting because Linnea is the first one to get possessed. She passes it on to Angela during that kiss scene. You know, uh, Linnea is the one that puts the lipstick in her boob. You know, Linnea does most of most of the stuff in that movie until like maybe the the final act. Um, we you, we you see more of Angela in demon mode, but I just I just think it's interesting that she was that Angela became the iconic character of that franchise and. You know, Are you Linnea sure Quigley. it's not the voice that's helping her? You know that it's really probably the voice. And that that voice is um, um, done by you know if you if you are familiar with the movie as I am, the opening scene or the uh, the not the opening scene but the the first scene with Linnea Quigley and Angela when they're in the grocery store and the two clerks are checking out uh, Linnea's butt while Angela's stealing the food. One of those two clerks is the guy who does the, the Angela Demon voice. Was he the one in Witch Trap that actually did the same voice? Yes, yes, it was the 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 um, the the lead, the male lead of Witch Trap. Cool. I was going to mention that, but I didn't think a whole lot of people saw Witch Trap. So yeah, Which I, I love that movie. Well, Mike, you know um, how I owe you a movie watch. <laughs> okay. I've never seen Night of the Demons. Whoa! Oh, maybe that, that should be the one. That surprises yeah. me. I know. You've never seen Night- Have you seen Night of the Comet yet, though? You haven't seen Night of the Comet yet, either, have you? No, I don't. I, I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of the dark guys. Maybe we could double <laughs> feature him night with the Night of the. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had to have a, a night of a night of the marathon. You have to watch Night of the Demons. Ooh, that's good. That has to hurt your voice after a while, right? It's the, okay, basically uh, the same voice as Dark Side from fucking uh, Justice friend, League too, or right? Louis Armstrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's more like this. <laughs> <laughs> you have to swallow the other. Keep them in. <laughs> Keep them coming. Who else do you want me to do, you fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I also rewatched Wish Wishmaster for the first time in a long time. As great as that movie is, oh, and the, no. the, all the amazing cameo. What? No. Why? It doesn't hold up for me. What doesn't hold up is the is the CGI effects in it, yeah. like exploding glass and whatnot. Yeah, that doesn't hold up. The practicals are still kick butt, but uh, and all the cool cameos and everything. But yeah, the the CGI stuff. Nah. But I like the I like the Jin. He's a cool character. He's a cool um horror bad guy. I like him. Anyway, um, I also rewatched for the first time forever. I found it on Pluto and I was so excited because I literally been trying to find this movie for like the past year to rewatch it. Went all the way to Pluto. Exactly. It's a movie from 1976 called murder by death. Now, Peter. Yes. Cool. You know, this movie. I I actually know this movie. I've seen it. It's actually pretty good. It's kind of like a, uh, uh, Clue is almost like an offshoot of this. I, that's I get I get the vibe oh. from. Like my second Big favorite time. band is named after this movie. I, just, I know the band. Oh, <laughs> oh, nice. 
Wow, more people are familiar with this than I thought. Um, yeah, it's, what, yeah, what it's is the comp- meaning of this? Oh, Use your goddamn pronouns. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> which, which is hilarious. But oh my, rewatching it for the first time in in this day and age. Yeah, Peter Sellers does not come off well in, in it. Um, I still think it's funny, but uh, very, very racist character. Um, it's a it's a comedy uh, again. Yeah, kind of in the vein of Clue. Only a, I feel a bit more on the satirical side. Um, you know, there's a lot of like funny unnatural gags uh, that go on in this movie. Um, it's and it's it's I think it's hilarious, but it is a bizarre movie. It's got an amazing mm-hmm. cast: Peter Falk, Alec Guinness as a blind butler um, named Benson Mum. Uh, there's Peter Sellers who plays, uh, who plays a very racist portrayal yeah. of a, of a uh, like jam, Asian, I think Asian man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of clue, it's got, uh, Elaine, uh, Brennan in it. Yeah. Uh, James Coco, uh, David Nevin, James Cromwell in a very young performance. And he's awesome in it as well. Uh, but the weirdest casting, is Truman Capote Whoa. is in this movie. Um, and I, I have a feeling it's, it's more than just, you know, stunt casting. I feel like the joke is the fact that we have this author playing this character in this movie where the theme of the movie is about this guy who's trying to outsmart all the world's greatest detectives and all the world's greatest detectives are parodies of famous, um, uh, detectives in mystery novels uh, throughout the years from all over the world. Um, so you got like Peter Falk, who's very much like a, a James Cagney, you know, Casablanca type guy. Um, you know, Peter Sellers is definitely Charlie Chan. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> and and there's even a big speech that uh, Truman Capote gives at the end about how like, um, you know, this this whole thing was payback for you guys is making millions of dollars with your with your um, cheap mystery novels and you know having introducing characters at the last second and blah 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 blah. So and it's written by and this was the weirdest part for me written by Neil Simon, like a uh, famous playwright. He wrote this like goofy comedy where you have a blind butler and you have Nancy Walker as this mute deaf. Um, with, uh, <laughs> aid. um, and just crazy, crazy, uh, things that go on that make no sense. And the mystery itself makes no sense. Um, but it's still, it's a lot of fun. It's really funny. So if you, you know, I would find it and if you can get past the Peter Sellers, uh, you know, stuff and not take it too seriously, it's, it's really funny. So definitely check out murder by death. The newest thing to me that I've watched that I saw for the first time is a, and I'm really pulling back the curtain on me here a little bit. Um, you know, I always talk about, I don't really have guilty pleasures, but I think I finally figured out my guilty pleasures and, uh-huh. that, and that is happy Madison productions, Oh yeah, especially the happy Madison productions that don't star Adam Sandler. And so this is one with um, Nick Swartzen as the star Bucky Larson, born to be a star. Oh, oh man! <laughs> oh boy! I know, I and I loved it. I don't know. I I think don't, it, I'm sorry, guys. You put crickets into the post, like cricket sounds after he says that. 
I I am admitting that I'm highly embarrassed that I like this movie, that I like all those movies, but damn it, because I know they're bad movies. They're horribly written. They're not, terribly. Not all of them, man. Grandma's Boy is awesome. Grandma's Boy is awesome. It is awesome. Sorry, it's still horribly written. Yeah, they introduce they introduce the plot in the last ten minutes of the movie, <laughs> Grandma's Boy. But regardless, yeah, I, that movie's great. Um, but, uh, and I know Bucky Larson shouldn't be, but I still really liked it. The, the only thing that I took offense to is the fact that Bucky Larson, uh, his character comes from Iowa where everybody in Iowa apparently has Minnesotan accents. (laughs) So that's what I watched. And his dad was the head vampire in lost boys. I've actually seen it. Yeah. yeah, that was him. And I knew the mom from somewhere too, and I couldn't figure her out. Uh, she she's uh, cousin Eddie's wife from Vacation. A vacation! Dang it! Yes, <laughs> thank you. Good thing oh, Andy I'm- is an expert on Bucky Larson. Jesus. <laughs> you no, know, I just I just know character actors when I see them. I know where where they've been. And Andy feels so guilty about liking this one; he won't even admit it. I I I didn't. I've seen it, uh, but I didn't really, you know. Uh, like it i just you know i mean it it, uh, on paper it's it looks pretty good not gonna lie i mean you've got don johnson um (laughs) winona Ryder, um steven dorf uh yeah uh deacon frost uh yeah yeah i mean it's i mean and even like you know the the premise of the movie sounds good but the the execution yeah not not so much i'm joining I mean, my I, uh I, i'm joining our patreon just so we can watch bucky larson and do a commentary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd be yeah. down um yeah it's it's basically after i watched it i felt like you know like somebody should have cued like the the little sound bite uh you know when somebody fucks up the game on the prices right you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what I felt like. Who wins? Corky Romano, Bucky Larson, or It's Pat? I'm a it's Corky Pat Romano Pat. fan, dude. I, I, I <laughs> oh, actually God. like... I, the, the, I, I laughed this my ass off. This is derailed. When he's... When he's when, Do you guys like some cookies? Yeah, that's, that's good shit. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right, that's quick. Somebody like- ask me what I've watched. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing. <laughs> It's like what movie are we watching? I've got I've got a pretty decent list, but I'll I'll get right through them. Um, I watched Death Wish Five: The Face of Death and the Bruce Willis wow. Eli Roth Death Wish for my podcast. Um, I will not say what I thought of them, so you have to listen to my oh, podcast in about a month geez. when we drop those uh, yep. episode. Um, I watched the new Seth Rogen movie American Pickle that's on HBO Max and. Love it. It's fucking hilarious. I love Seth Rogen. Unapologetically love that guy. Um, if you're not familiar with the story, it's really fucking stupid. He plays an <laughs> immigrant that moves to the United States. Um, he has a dream of being able to afford seltzer water. He gets a job at a pickle factory as a rat killer. Um, he is chasing a rat on some rafters and falls into a, a pickling vat and they seal it for a hundred years he wakes up a hundred years later and uh, he's in modern times and his only living family member is his great, great grandson also played by Seth Rogen and they're the same age. So he moves in with him in downtown New York city and he's like a 
you know, um, a developer, he develops apps and this old timey immigrant moves in with him and a hilarity ensues as, uh, he tries look too stupid. You had me at rat killer. <laughs> He's, yeah. Has thing, Charlie day's job. The trailer plays this off as like this, some heartfelt right? like comedy that has like such deeper message and whatnot to it. When the premise is a guy who's been pickled <laughs> for a hundred years wakes up. Well, they're not going to tell you up front. <laughs> they want you to join it's, HBO. Max. It's pretty, it's pretty funny, but it also does have some moments because this guy wakes up and he, there is a love story and he wakes up and obviously his wife, when he got pickled, has died and they don't know where he's at. So it's not like they pickled him on purpose. They have no idea. He, he goes missing. And so, you know, she probably moves on and stuff, but he wakes up in a whole different world. He has no idea how things work. He's extremely racist. He's um, sexist. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's very much blast from the past where, you know, someone wakes up and, and see no man where someone wakes up in a world that they're not used to. And uh, their surroundings fuck with them. And, but Seth Rogen is pretty funny. He admitted that they made this movie. Sony made the movie. And um, after they finished it, they're like, look, we don't know how to market this. And, uh, we don't think it will do well in theaters. So it was actually sent to HBO, sold to HBO max before the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened. So they sort of lucked out cause um, they probably got a bigger deal out of it. I would say like if it was sold to them, only option. right. As if it was sold to them because of pandemic, they probably would have got less money out of it. So um, but you liked it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, but I'm, I'm a huge, right. there, there's people that just hate Seth Rogen. I really like him. I, and it's um, Brandon Trost. It's his first movie he's directed, and he's been their cinematographer for a bunch of their films. And um, he's a cinematographer on Rob Zombie's Halloween films. Um, his brother is Jason Trost, who did the FP and uh, has done a lot of great horror and, and indie movies. So it's cool to see him finally get his first direct directing role. And I, I really enjoyed it. I recommend it. If you like Seth Rogen, you'll like this. It's his normal bullshit, but it's fun. Hey, when Brandy and I were watching Joe Bob, um, did you guys see that trailer for the the Jay Baron Sean? How you say his last name? <coughs> Baron Sean Boucherel. Um, yeah, whatever, something like that. the The movie that he directed that's a Shutter exclusive. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it does look cool. I'm kind of stoked. And I random acts like violence. Is that Brandy does. Is that I what think it's so. Called? Yeah. Yeah. Brandy doesn't like that guy, but I, I, I think he's funny. So I'm yeah. wanting to check it out. Yeah. I, I finally saw something that you guys are going to be like, holy shit, how did you never see this? But I saw Brian De Palma's blowout for the first time. Oh, yeah. sweet. What'd you think? I loved yeah. it. it. It was on, yeah. it was on prime. I think it was like two in the morning and I'm flipping through and I'm almost falling asleep. And I'm like, Dude, like I've, I, I don't think I've seen this, but list. I know about this movie. Like I know everything about it, but I've never seen it. So I started playing it, and it hooked me. Like I went from like falling asleep to like wide awake into this movie. It got me to put my oh, phone sweet. and my computer down. I loved it, man. Uh, cool, good. It, yeah, it's always yeah. cool when you watch something like this, and you instantly see like you watch an old movie and you see all the bits that Tarantino stole for his movies. Um, right. <laughs> they're right down to the, just ripping the music straight out of this for uh death proof. But well, in um, fairness, Brian De Palma ripped everything off of Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Oh, right. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's Hitchcock. 
Oh yeah, I watched some De Palma this weekend too. I I watched Carrie, oh, but oh, I'd okay. seen that a hundred times. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it was just really cool to see Blowout. Um, yeah, I I just adored it, and I'm like now now I'm on like a Brian De Palma kick, so I need to get Yay. to some of the other ones I haven't seen. I still need to see that movie. Dress to Kills so is good. good. Dress to Kill is good. Um, but Blowout, man, I'm, oh man, that movie over the past few years has has been quickly rising to the top. Is one of my favorite De Palmas. Definitely. Yeah, and like and I said, thing, it's, the, it's on Prime right now. So. And the thing is, you get to see John Lithgow's range because I mean the. the the thing with him is just like he can make you laugh your ass off and then he can literally make you with one look make you want to wet your freaking pants dude john lithgow can be fucking terrifying yeah the story's oh, yeah. cool as hell the, i mean who would have thought you could make you know a movie about a, a sound guy for horror movies be so damn good but you know it's yeah. really damn good oh that opening scene where it's just one long tracking shot of this horror movie scene, which well, you know is completely unreal. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's completely unrealistic because yeah. <laughs> what horror movie in the eighties did were was doing that cool of like long, drawn out, meticulous tracking shots, other than Carrie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, blowout. Great. Recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, hit me up so we can do a podcast about it. Um, <laughs> the there was a land hurricane that went through Iowa. So every luckily we in Burlington were not hit that hard. We lost the internet for three or four days or something, or maybe two or three days. But that forced me to dust off some physical media, and I oh, nice. I dusted off uh, Black Sabbath for the first time. Had never seen that. that great band and great, great movie. It's uh, an anthology with three short films within it. Um. Mario Bava, it's really cool, has um, Boris Karloff as the wraparound, the narrator, and he's the sort of lead in the middle story. Um, I won't talk too much about it just because I feel like most horror fans have probably seen it, and I'm like the last one, and because never seen it either. I have a lot of, lot of stuff to cover here. So um, first story is about a former prostitute that thinks she's being ki- getting stalked by her former uh, pimp, the middle story is about Boris Karloff and a legend of a relative leaving and coming back and wanting the blood of their close family members. And the third story is about a dead woman and stealing her ring. And it's fucking creepy. Oh yeah. <laughs> With that, those wide eyes and that weird grin on her yeah, face. Totally creepy. Oh, that, one's, that one's so disturbed. So creepy. Absolutely. And that, you know, you'll never hear dripping water the same after that. No, no. The, all three of them are really cool um, and completely different in tone, which I really appreciated. Like, it just was cool to see. I don't know. Just love that time period and everything about it was cool. Um, I checked out Steve O's new special, Gnarly. Not quite horror, but it felt very horrific because he staples his own <laughs> sack to his his stomach and he eats some disgusting things on stage and does it's a mixture of stand-up comedy and like variety show. So he, and storytelling, he tells stories about his troubled past and about getting clean, but he also does some, they show some videos, a lot of videos. He gets all the jackass guys back together for the opening. Um, it's, uh, it feels very amateurish in its production, to be honest. Um, I love Steve-O and the jackass guys. I will watch everything they put out, but it definitely has like a, 
I think he filmed this thing hoping to sell it to Netflix or some other streaming service. And they were just like, we can't do it. It's too much because it is too much. So he's making it available on his website, I think for like five bucks or something. And it's worth one watch, but um, it just, he tries a little too hard in it. And the product, like I said, the production's a little amateurish at times. It's sort of corny, but um, there's definitely, is it his, I wish it was more of just storytelling because his, his storytelling is better than his actual attempts at stand up. But if you're a fan of Steve-O, you should check out Gnarly. Of course, I watched the two Joe Bob specials. Um, that was a lot of fun. I watched a new independent horror movie that just got put out um, called Uncle Peckerhead. Has anyone seen this yet? I've heard about it, but I've been wanting to check it out. Uh, yeah. It was one of those where I'm like, I'm, I probably hyped it up too much for myself because a title like that is... It's hard to live up to a title like Uncle Peckerhead and the poster's awesome and the trailer's awesome. Um, it f- probably would have fared better as a short, to be honest. As far as I'm concerned, it felt like they had a lot of filler and nothing really was happening for the hour and a half to warrant a feature. Um, it's clear that a bunch of people from like an improv group got together and they made a, a, f- a horror comedy. The premise is pretty simple. This down and out indie band um two girls and a guy they you know do the typical garage rock thing they're evicted from their apartment they uh their van gets repoed right before they're set to go on tour and make their big break so they go around looking putting signs on on vans all around town that they need to borrow a van and this guy named peckerhead offers to let them to drive them on tour if he throw if they give him gas money and pay him a few bucks and help him you know he's homeless he lives in his van so you know he's like throw me a few bucks and i'll take you on tour and they think great um this isn't really a spoiler because it's right on the poster but the first show they play they get ripped off by the promoter and um Uncle or yeah, Uncle Peckerhead goes back in to talk to the promoter. The lead singer of the band goes in to make sure he's okay and catches him eating the promoter. Um, <laughs> and he's like a demon. So the story is like it's sort of like a werewolf type thing, but he's a demon. At midnight, he turns into this uh, human eating demon, and so he has to take these shots to make him not do that. He's sort of like Hulk, a mixture of like Hulk and a werewolf, or if he gets really mad, he, he um, turns into uncle Peckerhead, which is the demon version of him. And he eats and murders people in brutal fashion. And it's really brutal. They use great practical effects. When, when he's killing people, the movie's great, but there's a long time between the killings and you just want to get to that. And like I said, they, they do a lot of filler. Like there's, there's like three whole songs that the band performs in the movie without any kind of break, or there's no real reason to even be showing them. They just shows them playing at shows. It's like, why are we watching them play entire songs? It's clearly cheating for time. Right. Right. And you know, the music's good. It's not, if you like indie rock and stuff, it's cool. And, and the, all the act, all the performances are really funny and stuff, but um, there's just, there's some slow motion scenes that were clearly put in to fill in some time. It's like, I just don't, it just felt like they really had to stretch this out to try to make a feature. Cause like I said, there's, there's a lot of um, subplots that go absolutely nowhere. I mean, they just, after they happen, it's like, okay, what was the entire point of that? Um, but it's, it's worth w- one watch. At least I think you guys would find it hilarious. That, like the, the killing scenes are worth it. I mean, he, he, uh, there's, there's a, this 
very brutal scene where he kills some people and he rips a head off and in the spine comes out with it. That's really hilarious. Uh, yeah. And then the last thing I watched was I rewatched Tammy and the T-Rex for an upcoming podcast. So that's, <laughs> that's what I watched. That'll very fun. cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So thank you, Tad, for what we watched. Now I'm going to turn it over to Jason to talk about pole position. From now on, like your parents were, you are the secret force of pole position. Okay, we're just doing this really fun thing over on Twitter, on our Twitter, at AOTKP. And uh, we just ask all four of us a question, and we give our answers, and then you go vote and see who got it right. Um, the, this episode's question is, what is your favorite horror puppet dollar toy? And St. Mike, you're first. My favorite puppet master no. toy. What? Your favorite puppet doll or toy from any horror movie did oh. we get this wrong again too <laughs> yeah oh and you already said yours was, you've been oh, doing this right. for eight years yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not segment. this segment right uh, <laughs> the ashy slashy puppet from ash versus evil dead it's pretty good is there any reason you picked that one you just it's because it's uh, awesome such and a neat it's thing for that series yeah right? Yeah, and it's hilarious. Um, I'm going to go next. Um, I chose my favorite, it, well, because it's, it's the scariest to me, I guess, but um, the clown doll from Poltergeist. Sean Clark owns it, dude. I know, and he, yeah. when he shows it's terrifying, but I know a lot of people have ruined childhoods because of that. Anyway, Tad, what's your pick? Well, I never got confirmation that I could pick this one, so... I, I want an official ruling from the rest of the, the rest of you. Um, I was going to say Nubbins from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. He's used as a puppet. <laughs> Will Mike allow it? Hmm. So you guys can vote on it. And if not, I have a backup. I'll allow it. I mean, what's everyone else think? I, I'm not going to hold any grudges if you guys I mean, uh, vote against it. Andy, what do you think? Well, I mean, you can use a person as a puppet. I mean, uh, we saw it done in Killer Clowns from Outer Space when the cop Correct. is being used as a literal, you know, ventriloquist. So, I mean, I'm I'm going to allow it. I think it I think it works. Okay. Well, then that's a pretty fun answer, Nubbins. Yeah, Nubbins. And All then right. Andy, what about you? I am going with Baby Oopsie Daisy from Demonic Toys because it's freaking hilarious. What's 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 he saying? <laughs> you're you're gonna make me do it, ain't you? Yes. Uh, I'm Baby Oopsie Daisy. I can walk. I can talk. I can even shit my pants. Can you shit your pants? <laughs> oh, and then for fun, Blake will I put did. you on the spot. I just did. Uh, what would, if you got to pick, what would you pick? Who's your favorite? I, uh, I, I, th I think just because I really want this as a puppet and they, I don't know if they'll ever release it, uh, is the uh, Freddy puppet from Dream Warriors. I think that thing looks really cool. Oh, and it's um, yep, I so have seen it out there. It's, it's a toy. I could have said Chucky and, you know, just 
quickly said something, but I, uh, I just thought, man, I really like that puppet and hope, you know, NECA was supposed to make it, but that fell through and yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, back in the day, McFarlane's movie maniacs, when Had they did the Freddy Krueger figure, they included one of those little, mm-hmm. right. NECA was supposed to make a full size one, like actual yeah. replica from the movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, they even allowed it to be like pre-ordered, like it was close. Yeah, and it sat there for years, and they kept saying it's coming, it's coming. I think they were having issues with production, mm-hmm. getting it affordable. You can't make it out of clay, you can't make it out of wood. Right. You might slit your wrist. <laughs> I mean, if they can make like a Debbie Stevens, I mean, I think they should be able to like make like uh, at least like two or three of the Dream Warriors. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a, like you know a, a, a Terran, you know a Wizard Master, and yeah, maybe like a like like a Kincaid with like a bendable chair or whatever. Yeah, I was well, honest, right, yeah. if you guys were going to vote uh, against, oh, yeah. we'll no, I was going to say um, Talkie Tina from Twilight Zone. Oh, Ooh. nice. Well, yeah, that's pole position. Just head over to our Twitter page at AOTKP and get your votes in. It's out now. Thank you, Jason. Now it is time for the moment you've all been waiting for. But first, Insane's Games. And it's time for Insane's Games. Uh, It's a new game. Why can't this part be the part everyone's waiting for? That's what I want to (laughs) know. (laughs) it's time for a new game and to keep it in the theme of the episode, which I forgot because it's been a while. Um, American Charles bandstand. Oh my goodness. So these are all my (laughs) Andy is do teeth feels (laughs) just the pun. It's just, yeah, the, the name, it just, Wow. (laughs) Continue, please. So these are multiple choice questions, all having to do with Charles Band and Charles Band films. And each of you are going to get a chance to guess. And you get points for being right or whatever. Yay, points. (laughs) Well, points. (laughs) All right. So, and I'll try to mix it up here. Okay. So first question. What were the first four films released by Full Moon? Is it A, Puppet Master, Puppet Master 2, Puppet Master 3, Doll Man, and Shadow Zone? Is it B, Puppet Master, Meridian, Shadow Zone, Crash and Burn? Is it C, Puppet Master, Doll Man, Pit in the Pendulum, Subspecies, Trancers? Or D, Puppet Master, Spellcaster, Trancers, Robot Jocks. Do I need to go over those again? Please no. don't. Please um, don't. <laughs> so uh, we'll start with Tad. What is your guess? C. C. Jason. Yeah, Tad was clearly right, and it's definitely C. Andy. I'll go C. Okay, Blake. Um, I believe C, I know that I think he did a movie called Parasite that was really early. So I don't know if that part, that film was part of C's, but, uh, yeah. Okay. So again, the answer, well, you guys chose C 
to the question, what were the first four films released by Full Moon? And C is Puppet Master, Doll Man, Pit and the Pendulum, Subspecies, and Trancers. The correct answer is B, Puppet Master, Meridian, Shadow Zone, Crash and Burn. Now, the reason why I chose the first four films uh, because Puppet Master was made in nineteen nine. Wait, was made in nineteen eighty nine, and the other three were all made in nineteen ninety. So I kind of didn't have a choice but to do four films instead of just like what was the first. I thought first Crash and Burn was the sequel to Robot Jocks, though. Yes, it is because Robot Jocks um, uh, did come out before it, but that was an Empire Pictures production. Oh yeah, yeah, you uh, idiot. Oh Damn yeah, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> all right so um speaking of empire pictures question number two how many films were made under empire pictures is it a 41 b 42 c 43 or d 44 blake uh, i'll just go with b b all right andy 44 D, okay. And Jason? I've never been more sure about anything in my life, and I choose C, Bob. Okay. And Tad? One dollar. No, I'll, 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 I'll do A, just because. Mix okay. it up. The correct answer is C, Jason. Uh-huh. 40, 43. Now the listeners at home are like, "What? was he serious? Was he? Did he really know that? I'm tempted yeah. that box set of all those films that came out like a year or two ago. That looks intriguing. Every Empire film. Ooh, mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, the, the documentary or whatever. Yeah. Okay, next one. Which one is a Full Moon production? A, Demonic Toys versus Sex Toys. B, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> B, Evil Bong 8. C, The Incredible Genie. Or D, Lurking Terror. Jason? That's absolutely D. D, okay. Uh, Tad? Give me that D, Mike. D? Oh, hell, my okay. gosh. Andy? Really? Uh, listen to this. Uh, we're we're, we're going to go with those triple Ds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Blake? I'll say D, yeah. Man, I really screwed you guys on that one because um, it is not D, Lurking Terror. The actual name of the movie was Lurking Fear. Oh, that's what it was. The correct, yes. The correct answer is The Incredible Genie. Everybody just liked to say D. I think that's, I think that's what it. happened. Yeah. I really wish there was a demonic toys versus sex, to- sex toys. That would be awesome. Give them time. It's demonic not, sex toys. I love them. Yes. <laughs> exactly. oh, I'm pretty sure those are out there. If, if he's listening to this episode, he's like, oh, that is the next movie. Okay. Number question number four. Which actor has not been in a Charles Band produced film? A. Gary Busey. B. Helen Hunt. C. Klaus Kinski. D. Demi Moore. Or E. Tony Todd. Let's see who has not gone first. Andy? I'm going to go with, uh, okay. I'm going to go with Demi Moore. Okay. Uh, Jason. Oh man. It's definitely Demi Moore. Okay. Ted. 
Tony Todd. Okay, and Blake. I'll just say Helen Hunt. Why not? She needs some love. <laughs> Tad got it correct. It is E. Tony Todd has not been in a Charles Band produced film. Of course, Gary Busey was the ginger dead yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Helen Hunt was in Trancers, Trancers 1 and 2. So I knew I knew that. Klaus Kinsey was in Cl- Cl- Ah, Klaus Clint Kinsky. <laughs> Jesus was in Crawl Space. Yeah. And Demi Moore was in Parasite. Oh, first film. Last question. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which film did Charles Ban direct? Is it A, Bad Channels, B, Puppet Master, C, The Creeps, or D, Killer Eye? Um, Blake, why don't you go first? Um, I think I'll just say B. Okay. Uh Andy. Uh whatever which one was Killer I. Okay. That'd be D. Jason. Hey, bad channels. And Tad. I don't think anyone got C, so I'm going with C. <laughs> C, that is the creeps. And Tad is correct. It is the creeps. Damn it. So with a score of two, Tad is the winner. Boo. Jason runner up with one. Yay. So now you know all there is to know about Charles Band. So more than I ever wanted to. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. So it is time. It is time for the movie. I probably know more about the Charlie Daniels band than fucking Charles (laughs) band at this point. (laughs) All right. So that was fun. Now it's time for the movie that's right we're doing a commentary track right here right now for the original puppet master film again special thanks to our patreon supporter um andrew moeller andrew moeller attacker andrew attacker andrew moeller for suggesting puppet master if you're going to watch at home we have it queued up uh on black right before it says um full moon productions and it shows you it's like two or three seconds right before that fades in so you can all start your movie on countdown from three so that's three two one play right there full moon productions just like you said it would be hey we met that dude that's right we did we david smaller we did a mm-hmm. director's panel. David Schwimmer? No. no. <laughs> oh. Pivot. Maybe it's his like uncle. Pivot. That's not how last names work, Blake. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Pivot. It's close, it's so they must be related. <laughs> oh. That's what it is. Blake bashing has begun. It's been like I'm 13. beginning to think like every single like Full Moon Features starts out with this very similar music, you know, just the very orchestral-like, you know. Charles Band's brother might have done this piece of music, if I'm not mistaken. He did a lot for (laughs) for Charles Charles Band production, so I can't remember. Ricky Skaggs, the country star? Ricky Skaggs did most of the music, yep. (laughs) Yes. There's going to be a banjo coming in soon. Good old Babs forgot she was even in this. Not for long. And William Hickey. Woo! 
Friends gone Bill Hickey. As long as it good old Viv. <laughs> oh, that's not where I want to be. <laughs> so, what kind of doll are they making? Good God! I'll say Blake inform us because he probably owns three of them. It's I own them all. Um, it's uh, and I'm proud of that. By the way, it only took like Jester. three years. Yep, Jester. Oh, yep. Richard Mand in the music. Yep. So, Andy, is this your first watch then? Yes, it is, actually. Wow. Probably your last two. Hey. I never purposely avoided them. I knew that they had an audience. So I would, if you're not a big fan of this, and I, I'm really still not a big fan of this movie versus like the second one. I think the second one has a lot more to it, and the, and the uh, stop motion's a lot cooler. Um, but. The second, the third, fourth, and fifth are actually pretty decent. They're they're fun. So yeah, it you is feel like you want to venture forth. <laughs> it's the only franchise I can think of that got better as the sequels went oh, on. Definitely. And then after five, it's just like, oh crap, we ran out of money. <laughs> yeah. And then it's all just recycled footage of the yeah. of the stop motion dolls in the future sequels. Throw some stock well, footage with a miniature hotel I've... on it. What I've seen already is like Citizen Kane compared to Clounter guys, so I'm I'm I can sit through this. So we almost well, made it through an episode without you mentioning it. <laughs> it was originally supposed I'm to be still in theaters. Off. This is supposed to be in theaters. He said they originally were going to do it in theaters, and then Charles Band thought he could make more money on video on demand and stuff like that, or direct to video, uh, doing rentals and stuff like that, which he probably did versus trying to, you know, sell it theatrically with all the, you know, promotional stuff. Well, that's surprising that this didn't even have any kind of theatrical because it's, I mean, everybody like sort of knows though. Puppet Master. Yeah. It's not quite Chucky, but it's not, you know, underground. This is also during the time of like when Empire Pictures went out. This was the first full moon production as, you know, we learned from the trivia. So, and Empire Pictures went bankrupt and then he just started up a whole new production company. Now, a lot of the Empire Pictures played theatrically, stuff like Reanimator and Dolls and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, when Full Moon came around, it felt like it was his own entity of direct video. And, like, you can say what you want about Charles Band, but he had some, like, really innovating stuff, even with Full Moon. Uh, even though the films kind of seemed to lack production value, it was a lot more about quantity over quality. But he, he's kind of started the thing of bonus features. Like they always had the Video Zone magazines oh, yeah. um, feature mm. at at the end of every single tape. And I would wa- I would rent every Full Moon movie, whether just, it was crap or not, just so I can watch the Video Zone. Yeah, Video Zone was pretty cool. There's a a little fact of uh, Guy Rolf, who played um, actually I think the same name as Andre Toulon in the movie Dolls. He takes um, the um, acting position instead of William in the uh, part three of this, oh, but wow. they just kind of used the same character and moved him over. And I didn't know that until I watched Dolls. I was like, "That's really cool." They just went from Dolls to this, so it worked out really well. The actor's great. Uh, if you guys ever get to part three. Yeah. I, it's like I said, uh, at the top of the show, I've been really wanting to revisit this whole franchise. Um, so I'm definitely going to want to watch two and three because yeah, that was completely in my, my mind all these years after watching them originally. It's like, 
the movies got better. That's so weird. The movies got better as the sequels went on. Up until a point, anyway. Like the, well, yeah. like the Purge? <laughs> I still mm. really like the Purge. There he goes. Is this Blake in two years, or is it Trump oh. ten years ago? <laughs> well, he's not really even painting that puppet. Right, you know he's just saying? rubbing he's like, it with like, a brush. It's creepy. He's like, yeah, massaging it. He's tickling it. When you're on your deathbed, I'm going to put you into a puppet, and we'll see how fun it is. <laughs> I'll be like, go get me a sandwich. You'll be like, I hate you. Left, 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 right, left. Oh, those Nazis. Yeah, how big was the Nazi exploitation scene? Because that's one of the rough parts about all of these movies, really, is that part of it. That they she celebrate the, Nazi uh, culture? That's, that's, <laughs> well, it's well, it's just a big part of it. Well, I, I, that's what I'm not I'm understanding nowadays. It. Yeah, it's like movies like this, or even, you know, like comic books especially, is always use Nazis as a, as a you, villain. So you, you why would you... Yeah. Why would why would you want to change that? I was watching a YouTube video talking about like, you know, it was like a, you know, top 10 weirdest villain, super villains or whatever and this, they had um they had a Nazi themed super villain on this list and every time they'd show him, they'd blur out the Nazi symbol. And I'm like, "Really? On a villain?" Yeah, it's a villain, you know? Huh. And it's like, are, are we supposed to forget that Nazis were evil <laughs> i don't i don't understand why now we're wanting to like erase this How from our, we are now. our pop culture go put on your maga hat and you know record a video in your truck mike well i mean if you trace the history back to the swastika i mean it was meant for something it was meant as a good sign it's just it was polluted by a bunch of racist assholes Watch out for those Egyptian scrolls. They're valuable. Looking at some real old porn. (laughs) Back from when he was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Is he a puppet? Is he a toy that you got, Blake? No. I have... uh, I thought you were a fan, dude. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, Yeah. it depends on if you can find someone to make it. Like, a lot of them... Like, I've got Jester that looks exactly the same as that um but uh i had somebody custom make mine so they sewed them they put the bodies together i mean it was extensive and it was years work so um yeah so if you guys ever want to see some photos they're pretty impressive so i'm I'm actually proud to show them off unlike some of the other stuff i own (laughs) i I would be pretty proud to show off that hieroglyphic porn that that guy had What what came first for you? Was it the love of these movies, the toys, and then you always brought you to the movies? Loneliness. I, I, I was it was loneliness, there, yes, yeah. and I I wanted them to watch me. You know, I thought that was pretty sexy. Okay, uh, yeah. no, <laughs> I think that uh, usually Jester's head turns away because uh, he's ashamed. Just but, the uh, middle part. I just the middle part. I uh, I actually when I was I think I. Uh, actually, <laughs> this is a really cool story. That's I had actually. Pretty actually funny. 
went to the movie rental store and uh, I was at Circus Video actually and I wanted to rent Puppet Master. And so um, me and my mom got it and we got home and we started playing it and I'm like, there's no puppets in this fucking movie. <laughs> and it was the Puppet Masters with Donald uh, Sutherland. Uh, oh, so I sat, but you know, at the end of the day, my mom was like, you know, this movie is pretty good. And I was like, you know what? That's, it's not too bad, but I really would like to see the right movie. <laughs> So like, I I just thought about that story and yeah. So that's kind of how I. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it, and uh, I always thought it would be amazing to get these puppets. And Full Moon had released what they want to call replicas, and they were the shittiest China-made things you've ever seen. Oh. And uh, it uh, not to you know knock you know knock China, but they used to do production in the U.S. and then they just were like, hey, it's cheaper just to you know throw some stuff together and people will buy it. And they look terrible if you ever look them up on eBay. But yeah, full a full moon also had a huge line of uh, figurines too that they made for the mo- these movies that actually look pretty cool for action figures. Um, they were in a lot of stores back in the day, so. And I have that trunk too that I bought, and I still need to uh, redo it for the puppets. So that was a nice fifty-dollar local fine. Oh, wow! Yeah, I mean, I just can't actually bring it inside the house. There's no room. So, <laughs> so you drive around with it in your car, full of puppets, to impress. I do, and that's yeah. how I impress everybody around yeah, local so schools like, too. You know? Like in my <laughs> truck, and they're just like, "What?" <laughs> I'm not allowed in like a, I don't know, huge radius of a school. Now, is this so. guy hiding a puppet in the back of his shirt or is that just a spine? He's just happy to see him. <laughs> he got shaped like one of the uh, little hills uh, in Nightmare Before he Christmas. He looks like the old man from Up. It's oh. funny you say Nightmare Before Christmas because he did a voice. Because he was Dr. Pinkelstein in it. Yep. Oh. That's right. Is William Hickey a thing kid? Yeah, I don't think he was ever young. He was always that age. Like he just, <laughs> he's born like this. Like I'm flipping through jam all over this painting. I'm flipping through his filmography right now, and I can't. Everything I recognize him from, he's like, yeah, that's what he looked like then too. <laughs> William Hickey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, just, one, I always one, remember him from Tales from the Dark Side when that cat oh, crawled down. Yeah, the about that. Uh, he was young when he helped build the pyramids. <laughs> That's where he got that. There's no, no pictures, no proof. <laughs> you will also remember him from um, uh, yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas funny. Vacation. He likes his role so much he's sleeping. Like, like, hey, dude, action. I said action. This is one of the most glorious mullets I've ever seen. This is me whenever someone puts a Lord of the Rings movie on. Hey, oh, you, put, you put a gun oh, to a girl's head. Cool. <laughs> like, oh, actually, I blow my brains out like that guy earlier. <laughs> oh, he's got he, he's got like a certain kind of mullet. He's kind of like got the Swayze Roadhouse mullet going on. You know, diarrhea. It's a Pepto. Pretty sweaty. Huh? Like it's dull. Oh, my shirt's clean. Thank God. Oh. I just shit myself. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. It smells so good, though. <laughs> I should get up, but I can't. I should get up and go to this carnival. 
with my pants filled with poop. <laughs> Ride the tilt the whirl and shit my pants again. Why are like half the lights out on all these rides? Charles Band couldn't afford the electricity. <laughs> Turn half off. Is that who I think it is? You Could know it. it be? Yeah, look at those poofy bangs. I see a She's ball some... dipshit. Reverse she... the angle, reverse the <laughs> angle. Mike's premature. That's a surprise. Oh, wow, she is yeah. looking good. But here's ever. She still is gorgeous. Oh, she. Oh, well, oh, that's yes. the cool thing. Yeah, she was in the new Puppet Master well. Movie. So that was really cool. Yeah, it was cool to see her in the new one. Plus that mullet. Is that you? Are you yep. doing that? Mm-hmm. No, of course. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a line. Just... I have fake gum. How come? How come Barbara Crampton? Every movie Barbara Crampton's in, she's she's got another. She's got a guy in the movie that uh, is constantly chewing bubble gum. <laughs> I think it's the same oh, guy. That chopping, mall. chopping mall, that motherfucker. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Andy and his PTSD. Uh, yeah, just there's certain, <laughs> there's certain shit that just drives me up the wall. Like everything. Yeah. So. Have any of you guys ever done a palm reading thing before? Never mind my palm. Try to read my mind. Which shouldn't be too hard if I went to one of these dumbasses. I go to a like a a reader. I want to go to the girl that uh, was in Mallrats. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The extra nipple. Do you do this at the every time you watch a Lord of the Rings movie too, Tad? No, kill me. Freedom. Weren't we just in like Budapest or something? Now we're yeah. in New York. Like he just threw some shots together in a film and hope people that didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Do the taxi theme. Is Lotka in this movie? <laughs> this is like the most expensive shot in this movie. <laughs> You're probably right. Restricting his mullet. Did you see that little nub on the back? <laughs> 
You got to let that party fly, son. And everybody has headaches in this movie. <laughs> and fucking glasses she's wearing. All you didn't want to like Freddy Holly. Nice, a Weezer reference. Is this the same institute where Nancy did her sleep study, you know? Because they don't know what the fuck dreams are. I don't see uh, Roger no Rabbit soul. anywhere. Oh. Someone's going to sink his battleship. He's running down the beach. Charles Fletcher did the voice of uh, Roger Rabbit. He was the doctor in that scene in Nightmare on Elm Street. What video game is that? Advanced Pong. What? Gallagher? Gallagher? Like the guy with the sledgematic? Oh, this movie just got interesting. Is it him or his twin brother? That's the plot of the movie. Figure out if it's the real Gallagher or not. You look like a librarian. I'm Dalton. Oh, Neil, man. He owes me $50. Son of He's a not Neil. He's lying down. Because <laughs> he didn't want to live? That might be... I don't know. If you can't stay, we'll just bury him next week. We'll let him rot in the fucking casket. Do I have any watermelon? Duke <laughs> Gallagher reference. I like. Yeah, I'm afraid it's every. If they say her name over and over again in this movie, <laughs> it's going to happen every time. 
He didn't really want to shoot himself. He actually wanted to go out the Gallagher way. He wanted somebody to hit him in the head with a big fucking sledgehammer. Don't touch your body. He's got the whole Steven Seagal ponytail thing going on that's kind of creepy. At least Seagal had hair on the top. That's true. Seagal had like hair, you know, when it was proceeding. Right. I'm going to jam this needle into his pecker. Well, that would do it. Or kill him immediately. Or at least he'd want to be dead. Looks like he's about a quart low. Yeah, this is never a good sign. Creepy old elevators. Always make me think of that droopy dog going down, sir. <laughs> so the director, um, David Schmuller? Schmoller. Schmoller. Uh, he also directed a movie called Crawl Space, which has Klaus, Klaus Kinski in it. <laughs> Can I say it? Um, he did this like short film, which is just basically a talking head piece about his experiences working with Klaus on Crawl Space. Oh, God. Um, and it's freaking hilarious because Klaus is insane and he was an asshole. Um, and it, that was like. Uh, film that was at Troma Dance several years ago, so it's on one of their Troma, uh, best of Troma Dance DVDs. Um, but it, uh, according to IMDb, it says that the puppet of Blade is based on um, is based on Klaus Kinski. Actually, are they token up? She likes forcing her to like inhale. Well, at least they got Klaus Kinski to come back um, in the third movie. Not come back, but he was in the third movie. For for Puppet Master? Yep. Oh, cool. What the hell? At least that dog's affordable. Very docile, I noticed. He's going to drink all that liquor, thin his blood, and then put the leeches back on him. Oh, he passes the drug test at work and stuff. You had any alcohol this week? No. What is that that on your shirt? Oh, it's a leech? I think we're good. Oh, the texture. Oh, yes. Picture. Mm. I'm so lonely. 
Don't step on my fucking feet. Anybody have a favorite Full Moon production? I don't think anyone's ever answered that question before. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Was, was Robot Jocks uh, a Full Moon? It was Empire Pictures. It was uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, they lost all their money before they got to Full Moon. Pit and the Pendulum and Castle Freak were both full moon, though. Castle Freak's pretty cool. So both of those are Castle, short, short. Castle, Castle Freak is pretty high on my list. I enjoyed that. I'll check out here. Uh, check out the reaction on this guy's face. Ah! <laughs> Boobs. So yeah, yeah. Anything Stuart Gordon has ever done with Charles Band obviously is awesome. Uh, but I've always had a thing for the movie Bad Channels. Hmm. It's not good, but it's. I think it's a lot of fun. And talk about scenes where they do full on songs. It, Bad Channels is about this. Uh, this radio DJ, this kind of shock jock radio DJ doing this big promotion. And then like aliens come and take over the radio station and force him to stay on the air because they use this device to capture women through the radio frequencies and miniaturize them and put them in bottles. And so, and like it hypnotizes the girls when the songs play. So they, and it causes like these weird delusions, like they're in the music video of the song. So there's like three full-on songs by three different bands in this movie. One of them is a band called Psychotic Symphony that is spelled all kinds of weird. Um, And it's an awesome song. It's very, very reminiscent of things like, to me, like uh, Tub Ring or Mr. Bungle or um, Mindless Self-Indulgence, where it's just chaotic music all over the place kind of stuff. And all the uh, band members dress in costumes, like the lead singers in this cow outfit. Um, uh, the lead guitar players dressed as a nun. So I've always wanted to uh, find more of that band. And and it's so music-related that Blue Oyster Cult, of all things, do the score, f- the whole score for the movie. And I have that score on CD. It's also been re-released on vinyl, which I want to get to. I'm curious as to why the Lord's Supper is like inside the casket. I mean, I know it's like a Christianity thing, but why the the supper? I yeah, I'm 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 lost on that. I mean, he's dead; he can't fucking eat. Maybe there was a bowl in the casket, and they needed to put something in there, and found a photo on a wall. <laughs> that would suck to have to stare at that for all of eternity. 
wonder if they wonder if you can change the channel. That's the the puppet butt plug that just you know crawled out. That's Pinhead. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Pinhead. Sorry. Our friend Dustin has a full official Pinhead costume too. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. If we had of the seventeen opportunities to get the question, what's your favorite puppet master puppet <laughs> that we didn't get, Mike? I'm sorry, but. Well, I'm going to answer that answer. during shout out since I've prepared oh, for it. Mine would have been Pinhead, I think. And yeah, Dustin's costume is amazing. It's got Rice's shoulders, so his actual head is in the neck of the costume. And then it's got like a small miniature Pinhead head on the top of it. Yeah. Yeah, I sent I sent a picture of it to you, Blake, on Messenger. You should check your phone real quick. Anybody else have any favorite full moon movies? Oh, I don't have the list in front of me. Do I have any? Yeah. No, I'm asking you if I have any. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) When I was looking at the list earlier today, um, man, I kind of forgot how rough the full moon catalog was. Well, I, I put them in the same boat as a lot of trauma things, you know, as far as like, I appreciate the spirit a lot. I mean, what they do and represent and all that. I love, 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 you know, but I feel I like traumas movies more. I have way of a harder time with because full moon stuff. Here's my theory on it. Right. Cause trauma they make maybe like a movie as far as in-house production, they make a movie like every five years or something, right? They don't turn them out one after another, like full moon is. So full moon, again, like I said before, it's all about quantity over quality. They just, they, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of like, even, even way back in the day, the drive-in days where some of these, some of these people like a Herschel Gordon Lewis, for example, would would you know get financing to make a movie and all that mattered was filling up the number of reels you know just having enough footage to be able to market the film for drive-ins and it would have to be a maximum of a certain amount of running time and as full moon definitely went on and as the production of they he wanted to build this like empire but he wanted to do it overnight because again, I'm looking. Okay, I got the yeah. list up now. Um, uh, 1990, there was four movies made. 91, there was four movies made. 92 had one, two, three, four, five, six movies made. And just yeah, there isn't a year between 1990 and 19. Jesus, when does it end? Um, I don't know if it ever ends. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and that's great. 2000 2004 there was only two movies made. That is the smallest that is the most unproductive year of Full Moon's history up to this point. So, where yeah. um Troma I think gets credit for really putting all effort into one production even though, you know, it's movies made by a madman. Uh huh. <laughs> um, 
like full moon is all about just building a catalog. Yeah, I see that. And not to take anything away from the fun of a lot of these movies, though. Dr. Mordred is also a good one. I see that on the list. Jeffrey Combs was Dr. Strange before there ever was a Dr. Strange movie. Oh, I, I get that there's a love and an audience for these films. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I don't, they don't like uh, Killjoy. No, I see, I st- and that's some of the later stuff. I have still never seen a Killjoy movie. I think I I've gave up. Oh, and is it any good? Um, it's it's okay. I mean, like there was a different guy, and then Trent Haga took over the role for like yeah. the second, third, and fourth, or something like that. And I haven't seen any of those, but I probably just need to sit back and watch them again. Because I think I finally burned out on Full Moon. About again, looking at the list here, I'd say probably around ninety seven, ninety eight. Even though there's still, yeah, there's still a few on here that I, I know I have seen, and just man, and then seeing some of these titles, it's a production value going downhill <laughs> continuously throughout the throughout the years. A movie, say like Dollman versus Demonic Toys, which I appreciate for the fact of like, I mean. Not since the Universal Monster films has there been a studio that has built a connected universe. I mean, everybody goes on today about you know how pioneering Marvel movies are because of that, but freaking Full Moon did it way before way before that. Um, you know, because you got Dollman versus Demonic Toys, which that movie also references um, Bad Channels. What's that? I saw cigarette burns. All sorry. Oh, no problem. Um, but what sucks about that movie, it's just it's like less than 70 minutes long. And half of the movie is, is footage from the first doll man movie and the first demonic toys movie. Like the first half of the movie is all just set up of what happened in those movies to set up the confrontation between doll man and the demonic toys. And so it's just recycling footage. So, and yet you still can't get an hour and a half out of out of the movie. Puppet gonna play the piano. Yes, the Liberace puppet. I wish. Actually, Jerry Lee Lewis might be a little scarier. Just to underage girls. Oh. I miss when you used to put ribbons in your hair, Mike. (laughs) Try looking up this actress before, too, because she obviously has to have done cartoon voices. Am I right? <laughs> of course I say that now she's not going to talk. So you guys see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Say something. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Seven uh, second thoughts about playing the piano. Hmm, should I play it? I don't know. Hmm. I only know chopsticks. <laughs> yep, still a piano. <laughs> yep, 88 keys. Everything's fine. We're good here. Hmm. Pinhead. Skewer her. (laughs) This, uh, riveting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you went and put the fire poker inside the piano again. Oh. Look out, you're going to get lightly tapped. <laughs> and and kind of was. Well, no scream, no nothing. Oh, wait, I guess there was a scream because they're all reacting. So full moon pictures. Over time, he was so prolific that he created like sub companies within full moon. There was Moonbeam entertainment, which was his kind of children's division with movies like prehysteria remote pet shop, prehysteria two, prehysteria three. Uh, oh, wow. There was Torchlight entertainment, which I'm not sure the theme of that production studio, but based on the titles, I'm going to assume it's more of the more adult oriented content uh-huh. with titles like beach babes from beyond test tube teens from the year 2000 beach babes Two, cave girl Island blonde heaven. So yeah. And then there's monster Island entertainment, which I think was their attempt at doing like kaiju style films uh, with movies like Zor, Zarkor, the invader and Kra, the sea monster. Those are the only two movies from that production studio. Uh, then there was film monsters, which I'm assuming was his attempt at doing um, stuff based more on classic monsters. Cause the titles are Frankenstein reborn and the werewolf reborn. And there's Alchemy Entertainment, Big City Pictures, uh, which I have a feeling was their attempt at doing an urban line with movies like Ragdoll, The Horrible Dr. Bones, The Vault, and Crips with a Z. (laughs) That's how you know it's cool. Yeah. And then lastly, Edge Entertainment, which I have no idea the gimmick behind that one, but uh, the movies in that were... Freeway Two: Confessions of a Trick Baby, Dying to I've Get Rich. Seen that. What's that? I've seen that. Freeway oh. Two. Yeah. Any good? Uh, Natasha Leone uh, supposedly barfs in this chick's vagina when she's going down on her. Real riveting stuff. That sounds sexy. So yeah, there you go. 
there's all the companies within the company. That's a lot of companies. Does that mean we didn't, we don't have enough companies in our, I, I think we need more. Hmm. Can we start a children's line? That's kind of off our brand quite a bit. <laughs> and it's wasn't off full moon's brand. Yeah, that's a good point. Would Joe Bob consider this one naked breast? I think he would. She really need to have that tiara on in the bathtub. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking. Uh, still dead. Wonder if. Wonder if they have farts after they die, just like a bunch of random farts. I don't know. Maybe the uh, embalming fluid might, you know, I trigger think they put the old a cork in it. Oh. They probably sew your asshole closed. That's where Pinhead was. He was plugging up his butt. I mean, I, I for one can probably avouch that my my wife would like that to happen to me while I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I believe that. <laughs> Jason, I got to see a very watered down version of Charles Band's Roadshow too. Yeah. Yeah. It was unfortunate. Very scaled back. Yeah, it's too bad. But even it was you could get the idea and it was awesome. Yeah. I really liked it. And that was also around the time he was pimping his new uh streaming channel too. Yep. Got you signed up for a minute. That I was a sucker to sign up for, hey, for a minute. There's stuff. No, I mostly signed up for no, it had a lot of good stuff on it. Um, the whatever just, heads. What? The whatever heads? Oh, trophy heads? Trophy heads. Yeah. That's what got you? No, what got me was getting free three Blu-rays oh, by yeah. signing up. Yeah. And I got Castle Freak. Nice. And I think Trophy Heads was another one. I forgot what the third one was. I would have a hard time choosing three movies I'd want to own. Oh! <laughs> but the thing is, is like, with Charles Band, he... His catalog extends well beyond just this full moon nonsense. Um, kind of look. He's been he's been making and producing films since like his his first film with his first production company, Charles Band Productions, was made in 1973. But he, you know, he was behind movies like Laser Blast. If you've ever seen that, mm-hmm. uh, Tourist Trap. Um, you know, we mentioned Parasite before, uh, where's uh, the stuff from, um, Empire was the best though. You know, again, like reanimator, let me find their filmography. Uh, Ghoulies reanimator, um, well, crawl space, like I mentioned before, crawl space is really, really good. Uh, from beyond, uh, Rawhead Rex, the original Troll, Terravision, which I freaking love. Terravision is amazing. Uh, Creepazoids, Dolls, um, Ghoulies 2, of course. Uh, Prison, if you've ever seen that one. That's an early uh, performance. John Carl like, Beekler. Yeah, uh, John Carl Beekler directed with an early performance of Kane Hodder. Um, I think that was the movie that kind of helped him get the Jason role, 
honestly. Um, Cellar Dweller. Sorority Babes of Slime Bubble-Arama. Yes, I got to say it again. Uh, <laughs> Assault of the Killer Bimbos. I've got Intruder. That. Now, Intruder. And I've said it before. I feel like we wouldn't have had... Um, probably wouldn't have Quentin Tarantino if we didn't have Intruder. So, so yeah. Robot Jocks. So, his prime for making movies was in was uh during empire the empire picture days for sure are there any puppets in this movie there's five minutes of uh puppet time apparently in the film oh wow (laughs) yeah they gypped everybody the movie's called puppet master not hey there's a bunch of puppets hey the puppets yeah Anybody ever seen the puppet porn movie Make My Puppets Come? Nope. No, that's it's a real thing. It's awesome. Check it out. I'll take your word for it. Maybe it's Let My Puppets <laughs> Come. I can't remember if it's make or let. <laughs> out of content already. He's right to the porn. <laughs> you made it halfway through. That's good. That's pretty good for you. My favorite scene is the dog puppet with the woman. That's a good scene. Okay. It's really funny. Did you guys, um, when you guys were talking about f- full moon features, did you ever watch any of their Grindhouse series uh, DVDs that they re released? Which ones were which ones were those? Well, the one the one that comes to mind that right now is auditions. And it's just like a bunch of auditions. Uh, I mean, it was it was kind of like it was like. It was auditions, but they were like fake auditions, and it was compiled to like make to make like a film. And uh, Linnea Quigley uh, does an audition, and it was made in like I think uh, 1978. And uh, basically, Linnea Quigley plays a shy 15 year old girl, 15 says she's 15, who strips naked and dances, but she was 18 at the time of filming. Well, that's good <laughs> that she was. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can't imagine what goes on in that. Movie. So, is that some Linnea you haven't seen? Mike? That is a Linnea I haven't seen. I'm gonna have to find list. that. That's right. Yeah. Audition. Um, full. Yeah, uh, auditions from 1978. It's a full moon uh, uh, grindhouse series. I mean, if you buy the tape, you're going to be paying out the ass for it. But uh, DVD, pretty easy to get. I know this because I actually own it. Oh man, awesome. Let's go over to Andy's and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Iowa plenty of times. You guys can come to Nebraska. We need to, seriously. For real. Go to the Monster Club like you always wanted to. Yes, I totally need to go over there. Gosh, there was some friends of mine on Facebook posting a bunch of pictures pictures on it about it a few weeks back. And it looks freaking awesome. Getting their freak on. That's how you do it. Yeah, all out of focus, and yeah, it's for the best. Really boring. I can't reach the knocker. What knockers? 
<laughs> Those aren't knockers. Wait. Pillows. That's where I leave my extra chair. Out in the hallway. There's He knows what you did last summer. Actually moved blade. fucking up the upholstery. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah. Can you be scared of this little fella? A little shit. Blade. He just wants a cigarette. He yeah. fights <laughs> vampires. No, nope, wrong. Wrong blade? Yeah, wrong one. Okay. He's very out of breath. Very, it gets winded pretty easy. Or that chair is just really goddamn heavy. Said, <laughs> please. A peeping Tom, too. Oh. It's like a four way. <laughs> Tunneler, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Is he gonna be a drill doe or something like that? Oh. Get on the on this action? That would have <laughs> definitely made it an X rating immediately. <laughs> But, you know, this movie would definitely be remembered for that. (laughs) He doesn't know how to wear his mask. Yeah, he's doing it wrong. (laughs) Isn't she supposed to, like, see the future and stuff? Like, I don't, I'm just kind (laughs) of confused on what her powers are besides being in a bed where somebody had sexual encounters and feeling that feeling, but no, she can, you know, duck underneath the bed and not realize something bad's going to happen. Maybe she just lost a contact or something. She's probably looking for her acting career. Oh, Oh. is it safe? Show it. Oh, he's in trouble. Ponytail doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, I'm bald and sweaty. There's nothing more attractive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there she is. I'm still looking for a leech to go with my leech I, woman. I need to actually make um, one.
She loves those nipples. Yeah. You got a nurse. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Stop <laughs> it. You're making me lactate. <laughs> wow. She's pretty hot for a puppet, though, right? She is. I just feel like. I knew you. That I, I sad how quickly I agreed to that too. But I, I feel it's weird that like with her, she has to like have one person die in the room. The other person has to be tied up for her to actually do any damage whatsoever to anybody. <laughs> She's yeah, I was have, to have like two other puppets to help her. Yeah. And how fast is a leech gonna do anything? I don't know. Well, you know, in like a week or two, he might <laughs> run out of feel like headed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that leech will fucking explode. It'll just eat, <laughs> eat, drink twice its weight. Apparently, it's painful. Well, yeah, that would be pretty scary. <laughs> what? What? You don't like my kisses? <laughs> he needs to get a weighted blanket. Good lord, tossing and turning. Mm-mm. How how like tied is he down that he cannot get out of there? Like those aren't handcuffs. He's talking to that dead dog. Watching you get sauced and talk to an inanimate object. If I drink enough, the dog becomes real. (laughs) I've only had one drink, but the dog had a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He had something stiff. Oh, (laughs) got something stiff for you. Look what happened to the dog. I'm going in there with you. <laughs> See you. <Rap, rap, rap. laughs> <laughs> Takes her finger off. Fuck you. Hopefully that dog doesn't get into any trioxin. Oh, shit. There you go. Crossover. How's that peripheral vision working for you there, honey? He looks like one of those robots from Halloween 3. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's going to pull her head off.
That's not Gallagher. Is he the guy that's supposed to be in the casket? Yeah. He got tired of laying down. I guess so. Is she going to pick him up and carry him around the hotel and get fucking wasted too? Maybe. She has to do a sexy dance first. What? That's what happens when you smoke too much. You just breathe. Good shit. (laughs) Seeing dead people. Whoa, I have that suitcase. Wonder if this is where the other alcohol is. Pervert puppet was looking up her dress. He, he just, just wants really a little head. And you have the nerve to say I have bad puns. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> Damn it. Pinhead's going to choke a bitch. He's a licensed massage therapist. He's got those hobo gloves, too. I love Drunken how... Hobo, hobo strength. The most... <laughs> the most uh, animated part of Pinhead character puppet is the real hands that they... Yeah, the dwarf. <laughs> what he's from behind is he doing. Yeah, it's like a female dwarf, I guess. Oh, yeah, he really didn't number on her leg, didn't he? That is one of my favorite parts about Pinhead and this movie and his character in general. It's always creepy. I always. With the real hands? Oh, yeah. I love the real hand stuff. I'm trying to remember what Muppet is it? Oh, the Swedish chef's got real hands, too, which I always thought was kind of creepy as well. I mean, I know it's no Ray Harryhausen, but stop motion isn't, isn't bad in this movie. It's pretty oh. good. Yeah, it's good. I think he's going to do shadow puppets for her. <laughs> he makes a rabbit. <laughs> he's got man hands. I'm going to start walking like that with my fists out in front of me. Swinging in the air. Put them up, put them up. And that's the one thing about these films that I don't really see too often with bad guys is when they actually turn good. Like the puppets become good and it's, you kind of root for the puppets. So. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the humans in this movie are freaking pieces of crap. So, but they tried to really like make them. And the third one, they kind of go into the whole um, describing what, person soul is in each puppet All right, um, yeah and they go over that and they were friends with andre toulon and i mean yeah the it's hard to watch this movie and not know all that stuff like i can't remember how i felt about this movie without that knowledge because you know you're just kind of here and he had some evil puppets and they attack people and that's about it you know and 
yeah definitely goes into a little bit more detail and it's it does get better as the movies go on so yeah i think maybe because it does fill in those holes because yeah, oh, yeah this movie tells you nothing you got a egyptian scroll that you're like what yeah <laughs> why and again, I'm always from the camp of like the less you know, the scarier it is. Totally, I have such outlandish puppets and outlandish concepts that are going on in this movie, and not give any um, definition of what this world's about. Yeah, and they could have summed it up by just even even the paper that he pulled out the the scroll could have had some sort of like how to build a puppet or how to, you know, move a soul into a body and just a little diagram that could have just summed that up real quickly. Surprise. Knife to meet you. Huh. Ah, yes. Welcome to the show, Blake. Yep. <laughs> That's brutal. That's a knife. (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't, I would have. Yeah, that's I believe that. You're so useless. You haven't done anything. Beetlejuice. I I, I, just flip it around. Manny faces. He slept through this whole movie almost. Like <laughs> me too. That's too close to home. Uh, I was trying to audibly hide my yawns, but I'm like, no, this is this is a commentary. I should be letting people know what I think of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But at least there's fun characters. Yeah, like great value Dennis Miller here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi. That's a good one. Well, this is Andrew Moeller's one of his favorite movies. I hope he leaves us a good comment of why he <laughs> feels that way. I mean, I mean, the overall, the the sum of all these movies is pretty cool. Well, I'm glad we had Blake on because um, none of us had anything sure nice to that? say. So <laughs> I don't hate this hey, movie. Yeah. I don't hate it either so far. I mean, um, I'm not really, you know, crazy. You're about trying it. to find something nice to say and you can't. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, though, this really doesn't feel like a number like one. The, yeah, this feels like a number two for sure. Number, oh, number, okay. number, number three <laughs> is definitely like, it, it's definitely <laughs> more of a first movie. And then I would do number two, skip this one actually, and did do four and five. Because this doesn't really play into anything else. It's just kind of there as its own whatever. How'd you feel about the remake? I really was shocked by a lot of it, which was great. Like I, I love I loved the opening. The opening was great with the animation um, and just kind of doing some nods to the fans of. But I thought Udo Kerr was, you know, hey, have him in this movie. Like if you could get him in a movie, put him in a movie. Yeah. So, um, I, I yeah, I'm really excited if they continue to further that like i i do find it funny that i think it was at walmart they had 
the 4K edition for like $6. I was like, I really want to get that at some point. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Yeah. I, I thought it was creative. I mean, and for the budget the way it was, it was had really good actors in it. And yeah, solid movie. If and we then, ever do, uh, which one is it the, that has Greg Sestero in it? Oh, uh, it's the um, uh, the retro, I think, Puppet Masters. It's when uh, Andre Toulon was uh, like oh twenty, and that's who played. That's who uh, Greg Ooh. played. Well, we'll have him on for the commentary for that one. Okay, do you remember if I have that one? I think it may. I think probably a coffee. It's probably like a coaster or something under a glass. Look for it. <laughs> Doesn't the new one have? Like a puppet that's got a helicopter head or something. Yes, there there is like apparently crazy. Like, there's a crap load of puppets. I I really want to get the frog. Yeah, and I frog. have a skull blade, um, one. But the frog is they've actually made a 3D sculpt of that, and I've seen images and it looks really good. So I just thought that was a really cool puppet, especially the one that what was it that um attached itself to the guy's back. And was controlling the body. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that thing was messed up. Well, obviously the baby one was messed up, but <laughs> yikes! At least someone's wearing a mask. One's using protection. I have no idea what the fuck's happening. To be honest, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I've seen this a million times, and I still don't know what's going on. Is this a? Is he supposed either. to be a ventriloquist dummy? I think he's. That guy is the guy that's supposed to be dead. Right. Now, did he use a... Okay, that's, so it's a dream still. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's still the dream. He's still in his bed, too. Like, an hour and 28 minutes, give or take, and he's just still in bed, hanging out. How do you hire an actor and ask him to do that? <laughs> like, Those are the only roles he takes. Yeah. Giant. What yeah, you the friggity fuck? You got triple head. Make up your goddamn mind. <laughs> you ever seen Misery? Um, James Conn stays in bed the entire fucking time. Yeah, but Kathy Bates, at least that would be enjoyable. They keep switching up this story. I'm kind of with Tad. I think I'd rather be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be sleeping. Oh. Maybe they purposely made the movie confusing just to make it jarring, or I don't think anything was purposely done. <laughs> I, think I was going to say, they'll, they'll go with that. Plot. We don't have a plot, so we're going to have some puppets and fucking wing it, people. We're going to have bad hair and just hang out in your room, <laughs> sleep for a while. <laughs> yeah, this movie definitely has the nostalgia effect for me. Like, I remember seeing it real young. And you just remember the puppet stuff. I yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, and, and they're, they're doing that well. Oh, they're doing man. that really well, I think. All this other stuff, yeah, I don't know how well it holds up, but... Just get to the puppets. Crazy to have five minutes of puppets in a movie that's like, you know, an hour and probably, what, 40 minutes or something or however long it is. But it's I get they don't want to do stop motion all the time and it's expensive and time-consuming, but I don't just show puppets here or there or shadows. I'll take shadows. <laughs> Anything. Get back to the POV yeah, stuff. The POV yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, POV stuff. Yeah, POV. Yeah. POV with the heavy get, breathing. Did you leave that camera somewhere and forgot to use it? Or? <laughs> well, and as you get later in the films, you know, the, you see a lot more of just, you know, people taking the puppets and just 
using them by hand off camera. Oh yeah. Where it's kind of blatantly obvious, but I'd still take that, you know, well, David Allen, who did all the puppeteering well, the stop motion and stuff, he passed away before the sixth one came out, I think. And that's why all the stop motion completely ended. Well, doing they, five of these movies will kill anyone. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> stopped his heart. Yeah. Now they just have to stop motion him. <laughs> oh, Jesus oh, oh, man. I, I don't know who this tad is, but he's, he's also <laughs> he's, funny. I don't want to say it's kind of cool. There is a new puppet master movie coming out like in the next <laughs> month or two, by the way. Oh, really? And it's about blade. Oh, um, it's, yeah. it's like iron cross or something like that. Now but, I'm assuming uh, it's back into full moon's hands, back into Charles's hands. Yeah, he he's yeah. I'm gonna I'll look it up and see. Which means it, was, it will be in no one's hands. The puppet master Bader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The actual won't trailer be out. Anybody care to watch it? Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, it's that white room again. Where's my dad? That's what's over. They paid a lot to rent this, so they're gonna use it as much as they can. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot this dog in the head. <laughs> oh, he's got one of those movie guns. Dog's gonna die. Why do I keep falling asleep? <laughs> the dream master. He's get, he's got Hi. narcolepsy. Yes. They only have this hallway. That's all. See, they could have done some stuff where they dug through Andre Toulon's stuff that was back there in the hallway and did some, you know, discover new stuff. But no, I don't know that. At this point, they could dig through Andre 3000 stuff, and it'd be more interesting. I think they're just going down the same flight of stairs over and over again. And over. But we got to make sure to show every fucking flight. Yeah. Running time, man. Got to get them. Literal running time. Oh. Oh. I forgot my keys. He's got a fart. I got to go to bed again. Sorry. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Okay, I'm up. I'm so hungry. I thought about dinner. Let's go to the kitchen. (laughs) You have to run the fucking door. Oh. Wait. Is he asleep again? Okay. These are the heads I saw on my bed. They look so happy. It's me trying to get through this movie. Oh. Don't give that chick a PB and J again. He's like a fucking slob. Um, hello. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's probably, there's probably movies I don't mind it, but any, but most of the time I feel like movies that have to propel the story with flashbacks, it's just, it's never that strong to start with, is it? It depends. Yeah. Like for exposition? Yes. And to tell the story. Yeah, but there's, there's just, where's the line? Because there's always the rule of show, don't tell. The Tunnler and the Jester puppet, I believe, are in the Hollywood. Um, oh, gosh. Not the Hard Rock Cafe thing, but it's the Hollywood. Uh, they're in like um, glass cases. 
Hard Rock or something like that. I don't know. Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood. Yeah, that's where it's at. I saw some images. I was like, I'm just gonna break the glass and take those. <laughs> they don't care. They're like, what did I you say, do? Like, a puppet? They're like, they'd be like oh, we've been trying to get people to take these for years. <laughs> it says, please take me at the bottom. <laughs> Nobody wants it. The only Planet Hollywood I've ever been to is the one at the Mall of America. Yep. And they had a Tom Servo and Crow. Nice. Yeah, I've got a I've picture seen, of it somewhere. I saw they have like a, at one of them they have like an old Don Post eighty five Michael Myers mask, and they claim it was used in John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh yeah, I mean obviously all that stuff is freaking replicated. There's no way any of it's <laughs> freaking really screen used. When every single one has a naked Sylvester Stallone from Demolition Man in it, you know it's not all screen used stuff. Well, that's real screen used Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> now, Blake, do you have a stuffed puppy dog? Um, just no. I I I I ended up. Going with just the, uh, I think the one thing I, well, the stuffed one is the uh, pinhead. Like pinhead is actually, I uh, got this um, rubberized hands on eBay that were really cool to actually put him um, that fit like dwarf hand like, and then he's basically foam, but he's got a skeletal body through his actual thing. He's he's probably one of my favorite. He's like obviously the least work that had to be done for the puppets, but yeah. You can't play favorite favorites with all your children. Blade actually has a real knife and a hook. So I am always a little scared if he ever wants to fall off and land in my bed. How ironic would that be if like his puppets <laughs> actually killed him? I'd be okay with that. It, it, at least, That'd be a know, cool way to go. It would be like, Oh man, what a day, <laughs> but definitely send pictures, man. Try to see of those. him being killed. Or no, was it just of yeah. his puppets? Oh, the puppets are getting pissed. I don't know why, but they're getting. I hope pissed. Blake's watching this with like all of his puppets behind him watching him yes. too. Yes, getting on his lap. <laughs> Jason, I'll send you photos though. <laughs> yeah, please do. We'll use them when we put out the episode. Oh. Does yours uh, do that, Blake? I wish. They actually have motorized ones to do it. Like Tunnler, you can get a um, little spindle thing that goes in the head. That seems like it would be more plausible than like the three-section head. That would probably be a little more mechanical. I have the sad face. Um, Yeah, those are awesome, dude. <laughs> this is the most I get usually out of people asking me about puppets. I was like, I'll take some photos. <laughs> yeah, those are super cool. All I've got is I have a uh, leech woman action figure. I know Flyboys collected a lot of those figure figures. And yeah. I remember the old video zones when they were advertising those when they first came out. There was a video store in Oskaloosa that had all of them for sale. I wish I would have gotten them back in the day. It was called Jack's Video. It's the freaking coolest video store ever. Oh, that's awesome. I actually miss Suncoast Video just because they used to have a lot of uh, toys that were on sale. 
Yeah, yeah. Suncoast video. Really good variety. Suncoast video was awesome. It was so expensive when you think about how much DVDs were back then. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Ooh, Pinhead's pissed. Just going to call the other Cenobites. (laughs) Oh, I knew that was a matter of time. No one's made an aggressive hand job joke yet. (laughs) (laughs) Earlier today, when I, uh, I did a Google search on, you know, Puppet Master, Puppet Master characters, and it came up with like Leech Woman showing pictures. It's like Leech Woman and Tunneler and Pinhead, but the picture they used for Pinhead was Pinhead oh. from Hellraiser. <laughs> oh, Google. Could you, could you go? Could you go? If that's all it took to stop him, that's. Blake's like, how dare you? That's puppet abuse. That's true. He's no longer mint. You're going to jail. <laughs> ow, 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 fuck. Oof. That's what you get for wearing a fucking tie like that. I was just going to say that. I was just like. <laughs> that tie is worse than this movie. Oh, Christ almighty. That's like. Miami Vice wouldn't even I let that just, shit happen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I like it. You would. Yeah, because it looks like something Weird Al would wear on a shirt. Uh-huh. That's right. Or, or something Tony Montana would have done Coke off of. Is <laughs> <laughs> Tumblr going to do some ninja skills? Did you see yeah. his pose? Oh, yeah. Fucking head fell off. All right. I've made a terrible mistake. I have no upper body strength. <laughs> yeah, that shit would be tough. I've been shooting myself in the head for too long. <laughs> yeah. My arms have atrophied. Oh, well, he's scared. Do you have any idea how long it took me to get up here? <laughs> There's Blade. I imagine oh, God, some yeah, oh, oh, yeah, big baby <laughs> wasn't even sc- he was screaming before anything happened in some production meeting they're like and he's going to have blades in his eyes well they actually did uh, green blood to avoid an X rating yep. that was intriguing that's unrealistic he's got the whole Freddy, Freddy I was going to say fan- Phantasm mm. yeah only the fingers aren't turning into bugs Of course, Phantasm looked more like egg yolk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it definitely has the Freddy s- squirt going. Yeah. This is God. Pop that head like a zit. Mm. Does he have a headache? Why is he rubbing his temples? <laughs> Make a hole and then we gotta wait five minutes for her to puke up a bleach. <laughs> Leech woman. She can't do anything by herself, so we have to get all the puppets here just to help. I pinned him to the... Oh. He's gonna get pick that shit out of his teeth. Pinhead needs a shave. Oh, he's gonna, bar- oh, he's gonna barf a leech into his mouth? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Eventually. Prune. Yeah, I was gonna say, take your sweet fucking time. That's Leech. My chief most useless puppet ever. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Oh yeah, get help me get that in there. Thank you, sir. Thank you, boys. That reminds me of something. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's got a headache. I said eat it. Ew. Ew. Ugh. That's what you get. What does the gesture puppet do? Does he ever <laughs> get his hands dirty? He just changes heads. And like, what's really sad is in the second one, the uh, puppets are running out of their juice or their elixir. And uh, Jester is sick. So he just sits in a chair the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> like they were like, well, he doesn't really have any weapon or anything that he could do. And so, yeah, he just sits in a chair. So kind of like how this guy slept half the movie. I'm waiting for the pirate ship to come out. I was expecting Charlton Heston on a horse to come be like, see the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Well, I feel rested. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the best night's sleep I've had in years what were those puppet things <laughs> let's get out of here you dream that too he's like could you please put the rug back on the floor and stop wearing it <laughs> <laughs> were you dancing with a guy last night and did he put a gun to your head Did the cops just not show up, or do they just clean up the bodies? Or dog raises its leg and pisses on the fucking whatever that is, that lacy thing. Doily is that what they're called? <laughs> yes. I still am completely lost as to what happened, but I yeah, I would. I'm going to take a guess that. That dude wanted to live forever, and so he like had the puppets help him like share the secret, and yeah, it didn't work out for him. And apparently, that dog's alive now. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, it's fucking moving now. You act surprised as if you haven't. Seen, you're supposed to be the puppet, the puppet master in this. <laughs> that dog is not going to do well climbing stairs. <laughs> it's adorable. That's why he froze up and got held the entire movie. The dog That's was the, end. the dog was actually the most convincing actor throughout the whole film. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so. Oh. So that's Puppet Master. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sorry. Things we do for the attackers. <laughs> 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 if after he hears this, we might not, he might not be an oh. attacker. Uh, he has to know. He has to know. I don't know. Maybe it's 
It's the sum total of the series that makes Puppet Master cool. Robert Crafton! Woman at Carnival, how dare you? (laughs) I know. She deserves more, you know, at least a character name. Right. Peter Frampton, assassin number one. Yeah, so that's Puppet Master. When when was this this movie come out? 1989. It I was gonna say it feels 90s, so that makes sense as late 80s. It feels like an early 90s movie. And there's like five minutes of credits. <sighs> of course there is. Uh huh. Pat. It up. took a lot of people to make this pile of shit. Hey. Some of the names are made up. They're just gonna be. They're probably going to be playing this weird harpsichordal violin music on a loop, too. Fuck. <laughs> hey, the puppet it's stuff was awesome. Yeah. I do like how in some of these scenes, um, they literally just throw the puppets or pull their heads off because that's what we'd all do if like, we're getting attacked by a toy. Like, yeah, it's like that joke always with um, with Chucky. It's like, yeah, you need be scared of. You know, how they need animal wranglers to you know wrangle up that stuffed dog. Three, three of them critters of cinema. It was for the leeches, guys. Uh wait. Uh, for that guy's hairpiece. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's probably more accurate. They had to wrangle it to keep it on the entire movie. Yeah, this music is fucking awful. <laughs> Four puppeteers. Thank you. Did say on IMDb it took what like four or five puppeteers to work Blade. Yeah, like five. Or is that how many volume that that guy took? So he had to sleep through like the whole movie. Not that he would need it. He he could just go back and watch his own movie. He'd fall right back asleep. Yeah. Or or may just, you know, follow suit like what the main character did and blow his fucking brains out. Man, it got dark fast. You guys just <laughs> really <laughs> right there It's a horror podcast. You're it's supposed to be it. dark. <laughs> it's not that Special bad. thanks to Bob Barker. Not that bad. No. Bob Baker, come on. Oh, well, have your have your pet spayed and neutered anyway. Albert and stuffed. Pat. That's that yeah. band's father is Albert, Albert Band. He was a director in his own right as well. Um, probably one of my favorite films that he did uh, was I Bury the Living. It was a really good flick. Full Moon Productions. So that is it for the Puppet Master commentary. Thank you, Andrew Muller. Thank you. I, I for one, am happy that I finally got to see it again. And thanks to you, now I'm definitely going to go and watch two and uh, two and three, if not more. But yeah, I, you know what? For as much shit as I talked, um, at least it was fun, and I could joke with my friends, and that's oh, yeah. all that matters. Totally. That's right. Yeah. 
And I, I would think, like, <laughs> no matter what the movie is, the uh, attackers yeah. have got to know that we're going <laughs> to... Some of this is going to happen, we're gonna, no matter how good yeah, the movie is. We're going to poke fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I would never pick my favorite movie for you guys to watch. <laughs> <laughs> good point. <clears throat> All right. So, now that that's done, um, that's it. No, that's not it. There's still more show to go. Uh, but first, I just want to you know, just say, if you like this show, check out all the other shows on our very own podcast network, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, or the PFPN. You can check it out at the PFPN, right? Uh, PFPN.com. So we'll be right back. And when we do come back, it'll be segments time here on the show. If only there was a song about it. Ooh. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. We're back, and there's still more show to go because it's segments time. Well, segment time, and it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Shoutouts. It's time for Shoutouts. That's right, everybody's favorite segment. So we start over on our Facebook group edition. We asked, what's your favorite puppet character from the whole Puppet Master series? And we'll ask Blake this at the end, maybe what his favorite favorite of all time is. I'm curious to know, but let's get to what you guys said. And up first, we got Andrew Moeller himself. Hey, yay! Thanks again, Andrew. And his choice was Blade. Classic, man. Totally. He's the leader. He's the most badass. That's a good one. Then over on our regular Facebook page, uh, we got a bunch. Uh, we got Brandy Moore, Attacker Brandy. We know her. Yay, Brandy! Woo! Uh, I was going to say, you better cheer, buddy. You better say something. Sorry, like yeah, 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 you're so dead. Oh, I wasn't paying attention because I'm already talking with her. And she says, it's a toss-up between Leech Woman and Six Shooter. Leech Woman's backstory is just freaking awesome, and Six Shooter is, well, pretty damn badass. Heck yeah. And actually, um, it also said in IMDb on like, one of Charles Band's original concepts for the puppet was a ninja with six arms. And that eventually, I guess, morphed into a six shooter down the road in the franchise. Nice. And then we got attacker Tim Lennerer says Greg Sestero because he's in Puppet Master 7 and also. Then we got Brian Clark, our buddy. He says Torch. I love the design yeah. of the head. With the glowing eyes set into that helmet and with and the bullet teeth. Plus, you know, fire rules. And he's got a picture of Beavis <laughs> doing some <laughs> Yeah. And uh Dave Bowen says seconded. Y'all agree. 
Jake Buck says Blade for sure. Willis Wheeler, he says Blade. And then we got Don and Nelly. He says, Blade may be iconic, but I kind of like Six Shooter as a design and execution standpoint. But fuck you all for not making Cuddly Bear the true star of the franchise <laughs> an option in this category. <laughs> Cuddly Bear. And then over on Twitter, we got Greg Amortis hey, from Land Greg of the Creeps. Uh, at Greg Amortis, uh, he says, Blade is a clear winner, but Jester was awesome as well. He likes Jester. And then lastly, over on Instagram, we got uh, the Collis clone. That's Vito. You know, Vito was on our last episode, and you know oh, he yeah. loves the Puppet Master. He says, Decapitron. I mean, how damn cool is that electricity generator slash machine gun head attachment? He's pretty cool. And then Unsung Heroes. That's Erica's new podcast coming soon, October 1st on the PFPN. Sweet. If you want to check it out, it'll be a lot of fun. Good show. Uh, she says, a leech woman. Uh, hashtag women supporting women. And then lastly, we got late night psychorama. They say blade. And that's all we have. You can also uh, give us a call sometime on our voicemail and leave us a voicemail, letting us know your comments and we'll play them on the show. You can call us at 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP. And that's shout outs. And that might be the show. That is the show. No insane picks for this episode. Um, but we still have to ask. We still have to ask. Blake, Blake what's your favorite? Who's your favorite puppet? I'm going to, I'm going to say uh torch just because personally for me, it took a long time to get that puppet. And I thought for a puppet that uh, was on the poster for part four, but never in the movie. <laughs> uh and got put in part five apparently he was supposed to be seen and they deleted it um but i thought he was one of those puppets that i don't know plus in part two uh what he does to a child is pretty hilarious <laughs> so i mean hey you know i'm all for that that's that's hilarious so and the fire is cool so <laughs> nice i oh i'm gonna cast my your, vote uh-huh and one that I don't think got represented. Okay. Uh, if I if it did, I missed it. Uh, I'm voting for Tunneler. Tunneler's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Because I feel like he brings the pain. As far as the horror gore fan in me, he has the potential to be the bloodiest as far as inflicting damage and pain. Like you know, just the you know scene of him you know drilling in the back of the guy's leg or whatnot just awesome stuff yeah so that's the show that's it for this episode of attack of the killer podcast uh i want to thank blake for being on thanks buddy for joining us again thank you for dealing with me i appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) and and you know tad seems like he took it kind of easy on you tonight yeah yeah you had the movie to rip apart instead. <laughs> exactly. So thanks everybody out there for listening. And we will talk to you on the next episode of attack of the killer podcast. Oh no. Could this be the end of <laughs> attack of the killer podcast? Attack of the killer podcast.
Hey, it's Jason. Show's over. I, I got this message from Insane Mike. Uh, he, he didn't have the heart to come and tell you guys this himself. He he needs your help, and he's a he's a fragile guy. He needs you to know that you're behind him. And you're on his side. So look, he, he wanted me to come and say a few words at the end of the show here. So first, thanks for listening. Second, thanks for subscribing. And third, head over to jointheattackers.com and find out how you can support Insane Mike and become an attacker today.